0: All right, here we go. A couple of Marines. All ah. right. <laughs> Brian, great to have you. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks pull pull having the mic up to uh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. no, th- thanks for having me. Um, you know, appreciate being to come out here and hey, just have a beer with with, with some fellow Marines and, and talk and uh, reflect and then uh, talk about what we're doing and going in the future.
0: Cheers. Yeah, actually, can I get you to maybe scoot up a little? You can bit pull the mic, yeah, put, or, yeah. or or scoot this way, and yeah, you, scoot, yeah, yeah this scoot the chair there, and okay. just talk into oh, the yeah. mic. There we all go. Yeah, all yeah. Right. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, well, thank. Yeah, we'll right back at you. Thank, thank you for coming. Um, this is you know, awesome. Should, well, you, should, should, you enticed oh. me with free beer, so <laughs> I'm turn that down. Yeah, it's all beer, free beer that you had to give us a ride to go get. <laughs> 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 Cheers, boys. Cheers. Semper Fidelis. Semper Fi. Um yeah so you know we got some things to talk about one of the big thing we want to come back to is your involvement in Vetcoin, but uh first things first let's uh talk Marine Corps bullshit for a little while, like yeah. uh you know tell us about your career and uh the you path know. you've been on yep okay
1: yeah the uh well you know you know i I could tell people first and foremost i'm i am i am a father a husband uh, a marine, and a veteran uh Signed my contract June twenty first, in ninety six right after my junior year of high school.
2: Junior year in high school?
1: Yeah, right after literally like three weeks after we get out for summer break. Um,
2: so you knew as a kid, basically that you yeah, were going to the Yeah, I Marine knew. War. I was.
1: You know, my my grandfather, both grandfathers were you know World War two veterans, and um, you know, I, oh, I knew, I knew, I think I knew since six years old that I wanted to serve um, and be in the military. Did you
0: do that thing as a junior where you went? No, Marine Corps didn't have that. Yeah, I was Army say, did. I, I almost
1: think. did it, but my football coach said, "Hey, if you go, you ain't you know. I can't guarantee you to play football." So I was like, I'll oh, piss on that." <laughs> went down and met the Marine recruiter, and and uh, he said, "Hey, you know, think what you got. You know, you think you have what it takes to become one of us? You know, he was like we don't, you know, like like the poster I don't promise you a rose garden. I ain't promise you anything." And I was like, yeah. Sign me up. Called mom and dad. I was like, "Hey, you gotta come down here because I was only seventeen. So you know. But, uh, but no intention was to do four years, not, uh, not 25. Damn. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I went into my senior high school, um, March just turned 18 years old. Found out I was going to be a father to my high school, uh, girlfriend. I kind of changed his <laughs> perspectives on life in a small town. <laughs> Got to go home and tell dad who's a public, you know, a public figure as a lawyer and magistrate that, uh, that uh that hey he's gonna be a grandfather. Um <clears throat> that, that was that was that was uh yeah it was tough. And uh but then uh graduated high school in June, left for boot camp like three days later, stepped on the footprints June third, came back in office. Was your kid
2: born by that point? Uh no, my
1: daughter was born uh, in October. Okay. So October third, Jacqueline uh Jacqueline Robertson came back, um was in the reserves, going to college, working full time, um things, you know, luckily i didn't you know i didn't say this you know luckily yeah i would say you know luckily i didn't marry her mother you know i mean we, we broke up but you know mar- having getting married because you have a kid i believe is not the, especially not when the, you're 18 yeah it's not the right <laughs> thing to, it would have been a, it would have been a um a, a a ill-informed you know emotional decision vice the right decision yeah. um you know progressive reserves um well,
2: so you were a reservist,
1: yeah. So I initially was act was going active. I signed security forces, so I would do two years of security forces, two years as a grunt as an 0311. But then when I found out as a kid, um, I switched contracts with my with my buddy. Gotcha. Took my contract with security forces again up Kings Bay, Georgia, down there Garden garden of nuke entrance and subs. I did the reserve thing.
0: What MOS were you as a reservist? So
1: there was, it was a fifty eight eleven, which was is an MP okay uh never been in a patrol car never stood a gate they were they were basically did epw's battlefield circulations route reconnaissance things of that nature so it was cool i was still in the field um later the marine corps made that into an actual what's called division mps an actual mos that, that does that or a field that did that and recently they've done away with it as with cuts and manpower and things of that nature
2: you really had to grow up fast
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you know it was, it was tough uh go to school work full-time try to be a father um i wasn't the best father in those years you know I was still a kid to be honest with you and um and then try to have a social life too right um try to have all those things and try to figure out what's you know some of the things that you know like i said you know i was there for my daughter i wish i was there more and did (coughs) things but it, it was difficult um Junior year of college, got into officer program. My platoon sergeant said, "Hey, you ever thought about this?" I said, "No." um I think they were kind of worried I was going to take his job because when I was a lance corporal, I was a fire team leader. Corporal to my left when I was a corporal, I was a squad leader. A sergeant to my left, and I was always gunning for the platoon sergeant spot. Yeah. But But uh, great mentors. Met my wife Christina in uh, junior year of college. Fell in love with her first day. I was a lance corporal then, and. uh Got my commission. We were we actually weren't dating then, and then uh, we got back together, and then just kind of progressed on the career. You know, nine eleven happened while I was when I was a corporal, uh, so I joined in peacetime. It was a different. You know, Sergeant always said, you know, if you stick around the gun club long enough, something will happen. Yeah. You know, we didn't know it'd be another twenty years of war. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah I
0: was gonna say. I mean, so you twenty five years you're you're on your retirement, and you've most of that time has been wartime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was.
0: Twenty of twenty of the twenty five years. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was, as a young 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 guy in the nineties, you know, he's like, we pray for war, uh, you know. Now I pray for peace. To be honest, with yeah, you know, what I mean, it's nobody wins at the end of the day. I mean, it's right. fun until. Can we talk
2: about that a little bit? Yeah, like I mean, it's, wh- it's, where it's, you went, where you deployed, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So as a uh, as when in the reserves, I had a great opportunity. I, I deployed in Norway, Nicaragua. Um, wow. The uh, Cax Twenty Nine Palms Garden, the Moasp. That was kind of boring. Um, <laughs> But had some great opportunities. And then uh, as, as an officer, as a lieutenant, um, did a UDP to Okinawa. So, like, you guys talked about your time in Okinawa, your first yep. episode. been there, done that. Uh, Lucky I didn't get NJP'd or court so we for the drunken nights. <laughs> I'm and, telling uh, you. Well, I, we weren't 21.
0: I, no. <laughs> I did get NJP'd in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: won't go into that, but yeah. I did get NJP'd. Yeah, yeah. Drinking a Habu Saki. Yeah, yeah, uh, I drank some of that. Other crazy stuff. But I uh, came back from that and then deployed to Iraq. Um, had a company minus reinforced. Uh, so I had, uh, three platoons of Marines, a tank section, snipers, um, and my own AO. There. Is this when you were a Lieutenant? I'm guessing. Uh, I, so by then I, I just pinned on captain. Okay. okay. Uh, so I broke my leg when I was a Lieutenant really bad and it kind of delayed me like a year at the schoolhouse. Yeah. Um, but I was XO then XO got fired prior to deploying actually in the Phoenix. Um, my boss called me in and said, Hey, I need you to go, uh, i need you to go brief i was a platoon commander at the time. he said hey i need you to go brief the recon battalion commander on this this op <clears throat> and he's like i need you there in 10 minutes and i'm like you gotta be shitting me like 10 minutes it's it's i gotta give a brief i gotta get over it. i gotta figure out even what this op is and i'm mad i'm figuring he's the bu- the guy's throwing me under the bus um because he don't want to go brief so i yeah. get over there and uh luckily people were late so I had a couple more minutes i brief this guy i get back and he said uh you passed. And I said, what do you mean I passed? I, I was pissed. Like, I'm thinking he threw me on a bus the whole time, you know. He said, I fired the XO. He's gone. He's like, you're XO now. Uh, battalion sent a new lieutenant take your platoon over, and we're deploying like a month and a half later. Jesus. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Now, now I get it. <laughs> um
2: Marine Corps games.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? It's like you can see if you fail or not. Oh, fire me next. You yeah know. yeah yeah. Uh but did that deployment. That was uh oh 07, Al-Anbar. So it was still uh you know, every day I was in a place called D Lob, getting blown up every day, shot every day is the morning routine, about zero nine. Get back from there, I went to be an instructor at the basic school. That's where we go and, and uh it was an instructor there.
2: Instructor for what?
1: Uh, so every every Marine officer goes through a six month school after they're commissioned. Uh, it's like after they graduate yeah, officer so school. or whatever? After they graduate officer school, so they go through six months um, of of field training um, to become provisional infantry platoon commanders. Oh. And then after that, then they go to whatever their MOS school is. Gotcha. So a lot of people don't realize. I didn't know when I was enlisted. A lieutenant's going to hit the fleet. He's been already been in he or she over a year. Um,
2: so officers are actually a little bit more combat trained than like a Pogue MLS. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like like as a Pogue. Um, you get lost in the jungle. Well, the, we got MCT for two weeks and then it's yeah, like. Yeah,
1: they're going to get six months of that. Okay, so
2: it's like six months of yeah, MCT. So
1: when they leave at the six month mark, they, they're, they've all led a platoon live fire events. For oh, wow. Fire movement okay. fire maneuver. So fire I didn't missions. know that. Um, they've all called for artillery and airstrikes with actual physical rounds um all those basic skills that cool. no other service does so i did a tour there as a instructor i mean me and wife for two hours from getting divorced at that point because all i did was deploy deploy came back and all i did was work 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 came home she said uh i'm not in love with you i said i'm not paying for a roommate get out <laughs> that sucks um <laughs> but it was the best thing that ever happened to us to be honest with you it kind of thick brought back things and then uh Went to Camp Lejeune after that. Deployed to Africa as a ground combat element commander, Gabon, Senegal. What, Gabon. Where in Africa? Uh, Ghana, Senegal, Gabon, Oof. like Central Western. Yeah. Um, but I love. That's really when I got into being. You know, had to, in Iraq. I did some advising in the Iraqi Army Company and IP Station. But then over there is doing foreign military advising to the to the uh, Africans, which I really enjoyed.
2: Good I mean, people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Central West Africa was was great. I mean, former British french colonies there's differences yeah you know um i've
2: been to a lot of I'm, i lived in vietnam for a while okay. and i've been to some you know it's we used yeah to be a,
1: absolutely i, I it's I'd got say, that uh, influence still i say and i guess i'm free to, to say whatever here right yeah you know, yeah, yeah. The fcc's down. not gonna bark, you bark know, on i, I f- say i say the white man's been screwing the world up for hundreds of years <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, relation yeah. of french and colonization yeah. and everything all right, we're still paying we're still paying the price for it, you know, yep. including there.
2: Big time. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, big time. Um, I know. Yep.
1: But yeah, I came back from there and volunteered again to redeploy to Afghanistan as a team leader for an Afghan border police uh gig.
2: You you applied for that?
1: Uh no, I volunteered. Oh. oh. So I redeployed 3 months later to Afghanistan. Um I told the wife I was ordered to. <laughs> um, I- oh, you're
2: screwed now. We're gonna yeah. put this on the internet. <laughs> yeah, team, team, team I- she knows now. Oh, okay, but I uh, went over there. Was a, had
1: a 21 a man team, four four man teams that I deployed out with, our, uh Afghan companies, and then a the headquarters, and then I advised the uh, equivalent like battalion commanders. So we did that. I was with First Lar um down in Southern Helmand for that, and um, but it came back home from there. Did a normal op came home from Afghanistan. Yeah, I did opso, exo to battalion, and then I went to work the Pentagon um, as a ground combat I an advocate. So I
0: guess you're a major at this point, yeah. A, yeah, no. I was just
1: at that time I was pick, picked up major, went to the Pentagon, got done with that, went back down to second tracks, second a battalion. So as a I was an assault amphibian vehicle crew or officer, as well as I got into as an off as an officer, and didn't talk about the M. West there. Um, and only for UDP I deployed to Okinawa with vehicles, but every other thing is provisional infantry companies um, for Iraq, Afghanistan, um, and then eventually back to Iraq. But I uh, went back down there, uh, deployed to Norway as another ground common element advocate. Or Man, at- you got supervisor. lucky with your
2: deployment. Nobody gets yeah. to go to Nicaragua and Norway. I, know, I was, don't know any Marines that have died that, that was
1: you know. There's a lot of shitty places, but these <clears> were cool. And then came back and then I volunteered to be a task force officer. Um so we were advisors to an Iraqi Army Corps, which is thirty thousand Iraqis for OIR to so fight ISIS. Uh, that was a fifteen months total work up and then nine months deployed. So it was a long as a task force officer, I had we had around had around thousand folks from all the branches, National Guard, Reservists, Army, Air Force, Navy, um, international officers, pulse off uh, Italian soft uh Spanish soft uh, we had a seal team that that worked there with us um, an army o d a uh team and uh as a task force officer we controlled an airfield we had a paladin artillery battery, so it was eighteen hours a day for about nine months, seven days a week um, <sighs> I called it like kind of my prison cell doing work, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: but it was good it was do doing cool,
2: cool. do our officers uh required to do a b billet
1: like enlisted? yeah they, they they do um i did instructor duty at the basic school oh, okay and then i went back and so
2: they, you have a few more options than the enlisted
1: yeah but it's still you know recruiting um drill instructors drill instructor, yeah. drill instructor you gotcha. know, down there I, or, or msg like OIC, right yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're very very few right so you have some oics on the drill foot oics msg um i went back my second non non-fleet tour to the pentagon and the third one i went back as a uh the head of our uh, uh, what's called MCTOG, our Operation and Tactics uh, School. So for battalion and regiment opsos and staff teaching tactics there. Damn. Uh, Did you,
0: so you went instructor route. Did you have any – was there any, like, contention in recruiting or anything else? Or?
1: Um, you know, I wanted to do recruiting because actually, believe it or not, recruiting is – to be a recruiting OIC is the pinnacle billet for, for ground combat arms officers. You know, if you have a successful tour managing a recruiting region – um, it's almost a green light guaranteed you'll be a battalion commander. Nice. Um, is that
0: is that because it's well is it because it's the biggest uh, group of people that you would lead or
1: No, it's a. it's it's they, they consider one of the toughest out yeah. there, right? Cuz meet and mission, right? Being a recruiter is a tough 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 job. Uh, so they see it hey, if you can make mission, right? Cuz Marine Corps cares about mission first, right? Troop, you know, troop welfare always but it's making mission. Yeah. You know the institution cares about the institution more than the individual, um, so that's that's kind of that that number one. Second, I would say be an instructor, obviously giving back. Um,
2: so, so where were we, I, I don't mean to, um, I, I kind of took us off track with the B billet thing, but uh, we're back. at So after Afghanistan, you went to
1: uh, went out to McTog in Twenty Nine Palms again, second time stationed there. Wow, an instructor at the schoolhouse. You there. like Twenty Nine Palms? Uh, It grows on you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If I was a single young individual, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As a married old guy, it's not so bad. It's it's out in the desert, dry. I mean, it's nice. I like it, yeah. It's peaceful. We did enjoy it. Um, Did time there. Went down to six months at at CENTCOM. Here I was an Afghan planner and then some planners there in the J5, which is future plans at at headquarters here at CENTCOM building. Uh, and then I executed my last PCS orders down to uh, the J-5 at, at uh, United States Special Operations Command. So I'm there at SOCOM now as a planner in their 5 shop. Where is that at? Uh, it's on McDill. So it's okay. there here in Tampa. So Tampa's amazing, beautiful. SOCOM's been a great, great place to work for. Very. So good been here since? Been here about two years. Okay. So and then retirements, uh, right around the corner.
0: And that's an Air Force base. Uh, what, what's the Marine presence there? It's no, probably not a lot, right?
1: No, it's not. So you have uh, – Primary the Air Force Base uh, for the Refueling Wing, but then they have some, they have uh, Central Command, U.S. Central Command, yeah. which is com- component command. Um, as the world's broken down geographic commands, that's the four-star general that is in charge of all Central Central Command, which is the the whole Afghanistan, Iraq, that whole area, kind of Asia. Um, you have MARCENT, which is the Marine component that supports that. So there's a three-star general there with that. So small group Marines, maybe a couple hundred there and then you have um SOCOM which is special operations command headquarters four star headquarters so CENTCOM's got about 5000ish people total including civ- contractors civilians yes <laughs> same thing with SOCOM so it's it's small but uh you know the tribe is strong even though it's small people definitely recognize when marines are around um
2: do you have any like life changing moments out of your three three deployments that opened your mind up or that stick out that really made you, I don't know, just think something yeah, I mean, about the world?
1: You know, everything, you know, all events in your life change you, right? It's just how do you deal with those events? Um, I think for some of the, the, the big events in my career was, was A, first my daughter. My daughter being born, trying to be a father, trying to be, you know, growing up and things like that I mean, I was a PFC with a kid. Trying to go to school full-time, work full-time, have a life, s- social life, um, right? Dealing with a million different things, right? So, you know, that, that's kind of dealing with adversity, right? You can either let it down or keep you going. Um, obviously, your first time getting shot at in combat's is an experience. Um, my first time was like, okay, where are they at? Let's go kill them. Yeah. Um, getting blown up's even a bigger experience. You know, everybody can say they think they're going to – how they're going to react. You know, the um, vehicle in front of me got – they were taking me to a meeting, um, so when I was going to meet, meeting, I usually just sit back, and a gunny runs the section, I just kind of take a nap. Yeah, and, um, We were 50 feet into it, roughly, in third vehicle, you know, uh, or actually second vehicle because I was third. Second vehicle just goes up in a cloud, rips the doors off an up-armor Humvee. Uh, two of my Marines are laying in the street. Sergeant Kraft was one of them. Um, and since I didn't have, was the only one to have responsibility in the convoy, I was like, hey, I'm out. I, I drag him out and deal with that. So, I mean, that, that kind of hits hard, your first cat. I mean, Sergeant Craft lived. He got medical discharge. He had a lot of problems. Um, but that's something that's kind of always – I haven't talked to him since. Last time I seen him or talked to him was putting him on a medevac and him out. Um, that's probably something I haven't got. I need to give him a call and get over I keep saying I'm going to do it. You know, I don't know yeah. if, why I haven't. That, um, probably putting your first Marine on a helicopter that's K A, you know. You know, even though you may not know him, you know, but it's still it's still kind of gut-wrenching. Um, that kind of eats at you because um, it's just the love love you have for your, your brothers, your sisters, and things of that nature. So those things, you know, and then being exposed to some of the bureaucracy kind of weighs on you, too, when I was at the Pentagon. Um, <laughs> can
2: you that. get into that a little bit? or? <laughs> or um, I can
1: say if you've ever seen the movie Pentagon Wars, it's um if you took on YouTube and watch it, it's worry really about acquisitions and how they procure things, but that's what service chiefs do right. They man, train, equip through procuring things. Uh, it's one hundred percent. It's like one hundred percent true. It's a spoof movie, but it's absolutely like 100% spot true. on. Yeah, Boys. Yeah, we're crazy, watch, yeah, yeah, we're gonna watch yeah, that. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh, it's crazy, but it's like hot shots part. You know, one of those things. But oh, it, they do it that goofy. It it's kind of, yeah, but it's man that it's was my. Like I love that movie when but I was. It's like one hundred percent true though. I mean every. I mean like, I could tell you a hundred examples of the exact same stuff on that movie that go on in real life. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. That's kind of, no, totally,
0: totally. I mean, um, what about, uh, so you're a Mustang officer. What about your assessment of Marine Corps basic training for enlisted versus OCS?
1: Um, the difference is, so OCS can either be two six week sections or one ten. Um, the difference is the pace, um, to put an example, is when I went through, when I went to Parasound, I was learning how to, how to drill, how to march, right? I was like, I had like two left feet. I wasn't that good at first. You know, I was pretty, wh- I'm like, almost, you know, when the senior drill hey, it's dr- final drill day, you're going to sit call, you know? Yeah, yeah like, I wasn't that. that bad. Um, <laughs> so that's like the pinnacle of boot camp, right? Well, at OCS, at week 10, every officer drills a platoon to a drill card for a grade, right? So they only, they only learn how to drill. Right, they learn how. Then by the end of that ten weeks, they'll learn all the drill, how to execute it. But then how to actually get out there like a drill instructor and drill the whole thing, right? So, so
0: I mean, are you guys just doing that with your own platoon, or yeah? So, so you guys are just taking turns, yeah? PT doing that?
1: is physically, it's um, your PT and PT lasts about two hours every day. Um, it's physically, I mean, it's extremely demanding in that sense, and then everything's fast paced. There's no. It's on you. They teach the material once you study it at night when you're, when you're supposed to be sleeping, you're up studying to pass the text the next day. And, now the, and the purpose of OCS is to screen and evaluate leadership potential. You can graduate OCS and not be recommended for a commission. And actually back then they were having a problem because like 60% of the people were quitting anyways. They were like, uh, I don't want a commission. You can turn it down. You can do the 10 weeks and be like, yeah, you know what, I don't want to do this. And they're like, fine, okay. And let you out of the Marine yeah, we don't want you entirely. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. don't want to do it. We don't want you. Um, <laughs> So it's definitely fast. That's what they don't
2: tell the enlisted.
1: No, I would say at the same time you go through, it when, you know, you're you're older, right? So you're a little more mature. I think you know, probably you know, as you grow through life, you you, you, you would hope so, yeah, right? Start,
0: Eighteen versus 20, 22. yeah, twenty one, twenty two is a big difference.
1: Absolutely. So you you definitely you know learning capacity is a little different in that respect. But um, but like know, I
2: said, you grew up. I mean, even a lot faster than me and Jake. Oh uh, no, like, I mean, you've
1: you, we've all had experiences. You know, you've had. You know unbelievable experiences that we you know that you don't wish on anyone you know with you in school and different things which you went through you know you have had experience we've all had it you know it's just but i mean it's how do you deal with those things
0: do you have a uh do you have a funny story about a drill instructor from paris island or a drill instructor from ocs you know like some kind of uh you know we we talk about this We talk about the funny things that our drill instructors did
1: um
0: it's hard to it's probably hard to dig it yeah, out no, from that no, long ago, right? I mean,
1: uh, you know, when I was at Parasign, I was on a quarterdeck deck every day. <laughs> every day.
2: Like fleas.
1: Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I That's I That's something
2: we didn't have on
0: the West Coast. I got yeah. I would
1: oh. in like always. Like my name was I was always getting IT. Like Damn, that sucks. Um, <laughs> was it was it on
0: purpose or no, was it just No, you? it was just like
1: I don't know. No, some guys. So,
2: just so just so everybody knows, IT is when the and this happens as long as you're awake, the drill instructors are it you, and they pull you up front, and it's push up, push-ups,
1: push-ups, jumping, jumping, yep. jumping, jump, jump, jump mountain and glamour, and you mountain have to do that oh, yeah. 20
2: times a day, it fucking sucks.
1: Yeah. No, I was up there every day. We had a guy named Sergeant Maxwell calling the black devil. You know, he just <laughs> destroyed us. Um, and uh then we got to, so he ended up like – I think it was like week nine. He ended up getting stress fractures. He had like 10 stress fractures in his leg, his femur. And everything and our senior came in and said, "Hey, Sergeant Maxwell, you know I'm forced. You know, we forced him to go. You know, he's he's on light duty. So they brought this new this new guy in, and um, we were out at the uh, like called it BWT week, and so we went out to like where you do like your field training for the first time. Okay, per se and
0: basic I'm, basic warrior training. Yeah, right, basic uh, warrior yeah.
1: training. Yeah, and uh, a, a sign, at parasign. You're out a place called Page Field, and there's like these old tent, these old like shacks." I remember he came in and was yelling to get out. He was always, like, screaming in your face, had big old glasses. But he was, like, a smaller guy. He's probably.
2: Raspy know. voice or loud voice?
1: Uh, he was loud. He's probably get about over five. Oh, get, five, five get, get, over right yeah. get over here right now. Get over here right now. I remember he's yelling for us to all get out. And I turn around. Get out. I turn around, like, sprint, and I run him over. Like Oh, like, hell like, no. His feet probably touched <laughs> his head, like, crushed him. You know, And then you're like, oh, my God, his, what did I just you do? You are
0: dead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> his feet touched
1: his head. I mean, completely. Up- Scorpion. Yeah, his no barracks, barracks covered, like, flying no across way. the thing, like, two things over. You know, I, I think he was as shocked as I was. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um Holy And then shit. what do you do, right? You're like Oh, uh, piss your pants. Do you help him up, do you say sorry? Like no matter what, it's it's not it, there's no right decision. <laughs> this recruit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this recruit screwed up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always used to say I if you screw up in the beginning and they say you say I and they say I I you mean this recruit. Uh, man, that's Yeah, so amazing. then I just
1: got wore out. <laughs> You know, like an like an hour, I think. Man, um, yeah, that was that
0: was. Where where was your spot in the in the platoon? Were you in the back and had to do the you know? Because when you do like the force marching, if you're in the yeah. back, you accordion you accordion yeah. away, and no, kind of middle, running. yeah, I was in
1: the middle. My boot camp number was 69. I think we all Do pre- You guys remember what your laundry number was? I don't. No, I don't remember yeah, that. Like thing, like written on everything. The
2: only thing I remember about my identity in boot camp was uh killer kilo just kilo mm-hmm. and i had like girls that would send me pictures so my so during mail time yeah like where's at McKelvey, you getting email today
1: yeah. my, my folks they played a joke on me for for mail i told them don't you know obviously don't send you any food anything of that nature but we could send like hygiene stuff you know razors this that so i get a package when you got the package you'd always have us go back stand behind like a drill starter hand mail on you open it and show them what you got so i'm opening it up and it's a box of thin mint girl scout cookies and i'm like you got it god damn it, it. <laughs> well then i look at it and it, they put hygiene stuff in it they want to play my parents thought it'd be funny to play a joke on me. so
2: no cookies at all no
1: but i'm like not cool like i'm thinking i'm gonna get like because art they make you eat the whole thing and then they pt you it you, until you threw it all up can i tell yeah. a story
2: about that we had a uh Diet recruit, and he was like a defensive lineman from some school in Arkansas. He was a big boy, and he got caught uh, putting syrup on his pancakes one day. <laughs> and we went back to the squad bay, and they fucking sat him down on the guide's deck or on the guide's uh, <laughs> the guide's uh, rack. Excuse yeah. me, the guide's rack, and they sat him down. They put a bib on him, and they brought out like seven boxes of Little Debbie snacks and two, two liters of Coke. And they made him sit there and eat all of it and chug Coke and say, Mm finger looking good. <coughs> and then they, I teed him
0: on all the decks of the different platoons. So it, weirdly enough, <laughs> I, so I was in, uh, third battalion, right? India company. So you were in kilo company. Yeah. So I went through, like, what, a month or two before you. But we had a guy in my platoon, and they did almost that exact same thing. Fucking crazy. Uh, The only thing that they didn't didn't do that I – at Least that I'm aware of is parade him around to the other, yeah.
2: They paraded him
0: to the other right. areas, but uh, they did the same thing, they get, made him eat yeah. a bunch of oatmeal cream pies and drink uh, coke. And then they did, dude, was just throwing up everywhere. It was yeah. ridiculous,
1: uh, anyway. <laughs> <Crazy.
0: laughs> he all he did to was like drink juice or something, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I did get,
1: I did one time though, get in a fight in the chow hall. Oh, shit. in boot camp, in boot camp, in boot camp? yeah. They said, uh, this, we had this guy, and he he would always stepping towards towards other recruits. And our senior drill instructor said, "Hey, if he steps, like get it, go at it." I don't, you know. Well, we were like the senior drill instructor yeah, told yeah. you. So we were coming to... into the chow, and we had like you are stopped, and you had to like make like two steps – you could, like, call him right, two steps right, then call, then like shuffled your left. And uh, I said, "You're holding the tray like this," yes. and I said, "Hey, go, go!" And he he wouldn't go, and he went to elbow me, and I hit him over the back of the head with my tray. <laughs> And, uh, started going at it. And, uh, we both come back, didn't get dinner. And then I'm getting yelled at, and He said, I didn't mean go at it in the middle of the chow hall. You know what, <laughs> what I mean?
2: But missing a meal in boot camp was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. all you look yeah. forward to. Yeah. And, and then in when doubt. you get
1: esc- your whole platoon is a child hall and you get escorted, just you two with, with, with Miss Maxwell, we used to call the Black Devil, you know, and you don't know what's going to happen. You know what, yeah. what I mean? But, uh, but that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Man. I,
0: I was a, I was a diet recruit and, uh, I went to basic training at like two eighteen. I was supposed to weigh uh one ninety two. Uh but I, you know, I was playing football and all yeah. that. So I it was a big deal that I got down to two eighteen, but I was still I was still in the diet recruit. So I remember one of the first times that we went to the chow hall, uh, they let the they basically put the diet recruits at the back. You guys remember this? Uh so they like fed us through the line and then it was like when the, the rule was when the first guy was done everybody yep. was done well the first motherfucker was done before i even got and sat down so it was like all right well i guess i'm just throwing my tray away like we're gonna <laughs> no food for me yeah, that, was, that was definitely Gosh. the first time
1: i ever seen someone actually choking i don't know if you guys got to witness anybody like choking in the channels of boot camp i remember seeing twice like people get the hound looking maneuver really but, really yeah, oh crazy. man i never saw it once yeah That's- it was crazy like drone swatters just came down on top of the kid like they're getting ready to destroy him and then they start giving a he'll never save his life and it's like get out what a brain conditioning good, way to eat
2: that was yeah. every
1: day just no talking no looking
2: anywhere and then you're like watching somebody
0: almost get killed and the while drill they,
2: instructors yeah. are all sitting at their table watching you like <laughs> yep. fucking third graders facing, facing back and forth uh, and Yeah, kind of uh, good old, good old maybe eating a muffin while they're just staring at you and shit
1: I did learn a trick though later in uh, years past about drill instructors so you ever when you're hiking, you're like, man, how are these guys like? They're just like running up and down. They're like they got a full pack. You know what I mean? You're like, God, these guys are gods. Well, one told me he said, hey, the reason I never took my pack off or never let anybody to touch it is because I just filled it up with a beach ball. <laughs> and he's like, that's why I was able to run like crazy. I didn't have. He's like, I didn't have no weight in that thing. You know, so we were with we were with the a, we were with
2: communications uh, battalion in Okinawa, and uh, but. For some reason, our uh battalion c o always wanted us to do grunt shit, so like the we were there for like three months at our thing, and we went out in the field for two weeks and just did all these like we were carrying saws around and you know shit that yeah. we're not used to, and whatever but yeah they uh we had some some supply guys that uh would do the same thing, fill up their packs with just like fucking pillows and shit and hey, stay away from my pack
1: <laughs> Like, don't dig it yeah with the uh when I was a battalion XO, well, I was a battalion XO twice, but we prepped to do Bridgeport packages because we deployed as, as, as provisional infantry companies as a battalion. But the uh, but then what we would do because of that and uh, is and at the end of the hunt we'd have you know a whole battalion like eight and nine hundred folks and we'd be on a tank trail and it's like all right everybody dump your pack out and they would go down and they check it, oh it didn't shit if, you know if you were officer enlisted like. You better have what's on the. Anybody game. get caught? Uh, I think there was one. Yeah, oh, and uh, fuck. The dying Commander he walked down the line, and was like, "I got it, you got it. You better have, you know what I mean?" Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, damn. Was, uh,
0: Little tricks of the trade, but yeah. sometimes you get caught. No, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, the man. Yeah, well, I bet by the time you went to OCS, you had already been a uh, you know graduated Marine Corps basic training. So, yeah. I mean, what were the other? Uh, what were the other students like? Did they think that that was a leg up for you or were they asking you questions? Did it put you in a leadership role?
1: I would say yes and no, right? Like there was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of like VMI, Virginia Military Institute Mm -hmm. things. And um, the academy grads, they don't go through OCS. Um, They get a different, they go through a program called Bulldog. And then if they get about 10% of Naval Academy gets to become Marine officers, Uh, a very low number. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't know that prior, you know, um, uh, who's going to get it, you know, per se they can apply for it. Um, I mean, I knew all the games. So as they're playing all the, all the games, get dressed, undress games, dumping foot lockers. I knew how to play the game, you know, dump block, the fo- dump, dump your foot locker towards you, put it on the outside as a barrier. So when they come through kicking everything and they can't kick your stuff, you know, and you're getting Genius. undressed for the thousand the times. Genius. Time, last Genius. <laughs> you, know, you only pull your socks like halfway <laughs> off, you know what I mean? Um go to the bathroom instead of getting showers after pt you know take a crap um you know so i knew how to play the games which so that that was good um but still i was learning i mean it was fast-paced even for me i mean i would say the stuff you're learning is like sergeant's course type stuff i mean yeah. five par- you're briefing five paragraph orders so you gotta learn it you gotta brief it you gotta understand it you're doing different things so it's kind of quick now the one big difference when i got to the basic school that, that six month school i really thought that um that these guys went to these academies, or even like the, you know, the the Naval Academy and things of nature, are going to be, you know, head and shoulders. They're, they're not. I mean, there is some great, great individuals and great leaders there, but but no. I mean, we. I think that, you know, everybody's on an equal feeling playing field. Um, at least being prior enlisted, you know, what it's like you can relate, yeah. you can understand what you, what your men and women go through, and be their way. You know, I'm not. I always try to never be a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah.
0: my my dad is sitting as you know in the other room right here i'm positive that his marine corps training was probably more difficult than mine yeah in 2002
1: what, what year was what year was your dad in i
0: think he went through basic in 64
1: okay yeah my father-in-law went i think <clears throat> 65 or 66 yeah so absolutely so your father-in-law's
0: yeah. like your wife's dad is was a
2: marine
1: he yeah for two years he got drafted and uh, Vietnam, and they said, uh, there's an Army recruiter and a Marine recruiter. Is the story he tells me. And it was December. And he said, well, I want to be home for Christmas. And the Army said, no. The Marine Corps said, okay, we'll take you a day after Christmas. He said, all right, I'll go Marine Corps. And that's how he kind of – that's how he chose. It's always funny. I had, an, of I had an Army
2: Marine Corps thing too. Like the, so I, I got in a little trouble in high school and had some, like, misdemeanor shit on my record already. And the Army was taking, like, five months. And uh, – the. The um, a, a buddy of mine came back from boot camp, Marine Corps, and said, well, Why don't you just come talk to my recruiter? And the Marine Corps guy's like, I'll have you up in MEPS in five days. He had me up in MEPS and my record in the courts, yeah. like wiped clean. I was like, What? <laughs> and so that's how I ended up there, oh, yeah. too.
1: But yeah, I think definitely like your father, my, my father in law, I mean, that was uh, different times. Definitely, and
0: well, what what about now? I mean, I've heard, I've like, what's it looking like now? Do you have any idea? Are, are, are they are they soft? It seems like all of society is getting pretty soft. I mean, like, what's, how, what's how how are they how yeah, are they responding no, to all this wokeness?
1: No, I think um, you know, the Marine Corps is still holding holding to the standard. Um, that's good yeah, to hear. Uh,
0: do they have the, the stress card? Is uh, that something? Uh, is no, that another like that. another branch that does that I, or something? I the
1: Army used to. I'm not sure if they still do. I mean, the Marine Corps still, you're going to have, you know, I think the, the training they're providing now is even better. Um, you know, they're still holding off on the whole integration piece. The Marine Corps doesn't believe that it adds value. Um, and that's the thing with, with the last. They've
0: discussed it, though, right?
1: They Well, they, they've been trying. You know, the Senate and the House has tried to mandate it. Oh, sorry, Not one hundred percent up on the policy. You know, and I'm speaking for for me. I'm not yeah, on the, yeah, speaking yeah. the Marine Corps or anything of that nature. But um, you know, I know before the uh, they um they were trying to push it, but, they, but I think from the studies I read that the Marine Corps did, it, there was no value. It it didn't increase the lethality in the Marines, and that's one thing I think that our leaders in the Marine Corps step two is. They're willing to do anything if it increases the lethality. It Makes us a better, better warrior to go out and, and do what our job is: is to go forth and kill the enemy, uh, you know, close with and destroy the enemy uh, by fire maneuver. Then um, they're all about it. But if it's something for politics and you
0: know, it's, it's hard to wade through all that right now because it's just so all over the place. Yeah. We we went to San Diego for boot camp and there were no female Marines out there. You went to paris island what was that like did you guys have any integration at all during nah, that?
1: i mean I, I was i was first battalion uh chartered company platoon since 65 um uh, you know, it's amazing you remember that like it was yesterday <laughs> yeah, right. you know with my drill my instructors but um you know, you had the one battalion down there females but they're you know totally separate i mean you may see them sometimes in passing <coughs> um the battalions are often probably just like i imagine somewhat like san diego they mean they're separate they're spread out over the base so only first battalion marines eat at first battalion chow hall, you know. But you would see them sometimes passing. You know, we were also disgusting and stinking and things of nature. Oh way. man, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I, honestly,
2: was, the females and the males all look the same to me when
3: yeah. shit,
1: like, <laughs> that's going on. But no, they 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 did theirs, and you know, I've I've actually heard that the female drill instructors are harder and worse than the male instructors. Well,
0: I, I, um, I mean, I, PMS once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I I don't know. That'll be interesting. But times are changing so rapidly right now, so oh, yeah. it's interesting to see how... Yeah, I mean,
1: one of, the, one of the actually, uh, you know, the, the female veteran population has gone through the roof, especially with, you know, the last 20 years, really being no rear echelon area, you know, convoys coming under attack. Things I read an article today about the first female, Army female, that she was uh, awarded a uh, Silver Star for actions in Iraq in the early days where her convoy come under attack and she... She dismounted and killed them as twenty Iraqis um where they weren't exposed to you know there wasn't a, the rear echelons per se you know in fighting the wars that we've been fighting well
2: i uh, besides like Jake and two other guys uh my other closest friend like closest friends of Min we talk every. she's like my sister yeah she, she's a female marine, and she was better than half of our battalion males, like one hundred percent always. Blew the, th- she was a college athlete and blew the, th- you know, PFT away and she was fucking yeah. hardcore. Was it? Is this
0: the one that was in Okinawa? Uh, Katie Montalvo, yeah.
2: We, we went, I was with her in Okinawa, then we went to San Diego and then we went to Iraq
0: together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I knew her. I, I think, you, Seems, were gone.
2: I think yeah, you were I think like, I, left. well, you were probably, I think you were, uh, not going out as much when I first started getting like friends with her, but yeah, yeah I didn't go out. She didn't go, go out much. She's my awesome. She's a bad, bad motherfucker.
1: Yeah, we, you know, as a combat arms guy, so we didn't, you know, majority of my time as an officer, there was zero females in combat arms. You know, they weren't authorized being, and like um, not even to
0: deploy to like no, a there ra- wasn't
1: even one in not one in a unit. Like there was none. Like, oh, wow. I never seen like
0: no no what nowhere even in support side you're saying it,
1: not well. within the battalion No, like not even in a division like yeah. now so uh, how much has that
0: changed like in so it's
1: we when we were there we got first integrated like our first supply chief and admin chief uh now i mean women are i mean there's female you know amtrak or trackers. there was there was a tanker i think but obviously marine corps don't have tanks now there's artillery artillery women um but it was it was very you know my it, it was it, it, it was very strange. I mean, it was very strange for me. You know, when I, I I mean I count on my hand how many female first sergeants or sergeant majors I've ever seen. Um, you just don't you don't you know you don't you never we never saw them. It was it was it just wasn't you know. And yeah. they started integrating. You know, when I was in Afghanistan, I had a, a female engagement team. They called the FET teams that would go and, and be out on combat patrols with those things. We were on a ten day. 10 day patrol. Um, and I remember I had a FET team and they were engaged with, you know, and we were all sleeping in the sand every night. And, uh, I remember I was sleeping in the sand and, um, I, I hear someone like throwing up. And I wake up, I look over and the female sergeant, she like threw up all it, man. She didn't get it out of her sleeping bag. It was all over sleeping in bag. the field. Yeah. And this is in middle combat. Yeah. in Afghanistan, Jesus middle of nowhere. Like we're like a hundred kilometers from like a shower. You know, at best, like a tent shower, and I remember I looked at her and I started and I said, I said to myself, "What would you say to a male Marine?" And so I said, "Rub," I said, "Are you okay?" She said, "Yes." I said, "Rub sand on it and go back to sleep." Nice. And I rolled back there, and went to sleep. So it was like kind of like, you know, we we've integrated, but we you know you got to treat equals and, and yeah. do the same job and things. And but at first it was it was odd because I caught. Well, I
2: mean, myself. you're sitting out in the middle of a life or death situation. Yeah. But, so, everybody's got to be the same. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I was like, I I've caught myself. I this you know, and I said, No, how, how, what would you say to a male Marine? And I just said, Rub sand on it and go back to sleep. Nice. You know,
0: I mean, given your background, this is kind of. How kinda, did she take it?
1: Sorry. She said, Yeah, yeah. no, that's that. all right. Roger that. She said she was fine. Are right, fine. Then fine.
0: One of the boys or girls or everything. Sucks for you. Yeah,
1: it, sucks for, it you, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sucks for you, right? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you're sleeping at it for the next yeah. handful of days, and yeah. you know, and.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's organically going that way to a certain extent. It's kind of already that way. Um, You know, I mean, and you're given your background, which is extensive in this kind of environment. Yeah. Do you think this is something that, you know, those old school thinkers just need to get over and just let's just go forward with this?
1: I, I, I do. I do think so. You know, the one thing is, you know, there's a there's not a propensity really for a lot of that for females to even serve in some of these combat arms, MOSs and jobs and things of that nature. But the ones who do and then want to, they've actually performed. And, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll even let you with this. So one thing that the Marine Corps did learn um, was there wasn't standards for a lot of different MOSs, right? So they said, what's well, a male standard or a female standard to get in, right? Um, so we actually became a better service because we established standards. We actually found out there was a lot of males that didn't meet the standard for certain MOSs. You know, it's, it's certain infantry MOSs, different combat arms, different things. Um, and so we actually improved that, but there was females that did. Um, so I think we've increased lethality as a force, establishing standards, um, holding, you know, not only females but males also accountable um, and kind of way forward, so.
2: Yeah. Katie was doing 20 pull-ups. Shout out to Katie. Yeah. And While I'm watching probably, and not even myself, but I'm watching 85% of the fucking battalion – Males do four, not be able four. to do five pull-ups. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's tough. They got to, you know.
2: And she's running like a fucking twenty-minute, you know, th- maybe less. Yeah. Uh, her three miles and everything. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, part.
1: I couldn't imagine, you know, imagine being a female in a in the Marine Corps, right? I mean, we're, it's a men's guns club, right? And then they come, but they work harder, twice as <laughs> hard, prove and um, do great things. You know, all are great warriors and beasts.
0: Is the is the PFT still the same? Is it still the pull ups, push or yeah. pull ups, sit ups and uh, pull-ups, three mile run?
1: Pull ups, crunches, three mile run. You do a PFT um, in the fall, or excuse me, in the spring. So like December to July, and then July to December, you do what's called a CFT, the Combat Fitness Test.
0: What's all in that?
1: Um, so that starts off with a uh, a uh, ammo fifty cal ammo can lift. It's full of sand. I think it's I know, twenty some pounds. Um, to get a perfect score on that for it actually goes – it's great. It goes – with your age, actually goes up, right? So they're like they, – they must think you have the old dude strength. Yeah. Uh, so for perfect scores two minutes. Uh, chin, full extension, back down. I think it was 115 reps oh, of that. Uh, so when you're in the gym, next time, grab a 20-pound 20, 20 or 25-pound plate. And, I could do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you learn how to do it. Uh, then you have a uh, eight, a uh, half-mile run. So in boots and nutes, um, it's timed. Um, and then the third thing is with the call, how fast do you have to do that? Um,
0: half mile, half
1: mile, I I think it was like
2: 10 minutes or
0: something.
1: No, no, it's under two minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say, say. it's a sprint.
0: Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, Yeah, if you got to run three miles in 18, yeah, yeah, that's a six minute pace. Yeah, it's
1: a sprint. Um, and then you have the last thing was called movement or contact, which is um, basically set up like kind of on a football field and has you start off. You um, start off in the in the like the prone position and then you run twenty yards, you drop down, kinda of do a button hook, then you low crawl for like ten yards, then you high crawl for ten yards, and then you get up and you run through some about another twenty yards through some obstacles, and then there's a um there is a, a like a dummy or a person, like your buddy there and you fireman's drag you drag him back through him or her through those obstacles, so like another ten yards coming back. And then you put them over your shoulder and fire wings carry them 50 yards back to the front to start line. Jesus. You get back there, you drop them, you pick up two fifty cal ammo cans full of sand, run all the way back down, you get which is like I think it's 50 you know fifty, sixty, seven yards. go through things, you get there, you drop down, uh or no, you Yeah, you get there, you drop down, you do three push-ups. I think it's I might get settled, settle, but, but then you pick up a grenade. You have to throw it into a circle. If you get it into the circle, you get like a five second deduction. If you don't get it in a circle, you get plus five seconds, and then you pick the ammo cans up and you run straight back. So and that all goes down within a few minutes, and, uh, and then you're puking. <laughs>
0: I, I definitely, I definitely don't remember doing that. I mean, that's that's something that's been added in the yeah, last has, couple of years or has,
1: yeah, it's I mean, it's been a while now, but it's definitely since since you guys got out. Um, you know, it's that if you, you feel like your heart's, if you're older or 40, you have to have a medical thing done before to make sure you don't got a heart attack. I mean, because you go from zero resting heart rate to like it's ready to explode out of your chest. Um, and it's, it's cool. It right? sound,
0: sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to say last year I heard that the Army was doing a bunch of changes to their, yeah, they're doing a very similar test.
1: one like that. I mean, it's very different. Um, type of exercises events but they're still they're still trying to figure out if that's going to go if it's not I heard I'm not 100% sure that that they now have made it uh this one standard so there's no double, there's no certain standard for females vice males it's one standard across the board but it's to replicate more of like uh Functional fitness, gotcha. You know, what I mean, and things that you would actually do more so.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. So I remember the uh, females could do the flexed arm hang a, yep. as opposed to now they to, do pull ups. They do. So the females do pull ups now. They do pull ups now. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, what about McMap? Um, yeah
1: so that's that's still that's still going um
0: what what, what are you in belts if, i'm a if, black belt are you really oh yeah, shit. Good for
1: yeah you. I, I got the black belt to make sure i never have to do it again <laughs> uh, <laughs> no nah, i mean i mean combat arms guys you gotta be a green um i was getting ready for promotion to lieutenant colonel and i want to make sure that i did everything that i can make myself competitive so it's good notch on your belt too for yeah. promotions and yeah. stuff yeah so i went through it um you know, I mean, I started in the program at first. I did McMap when I was enlisted. Um, they probably – did they have – did they have the – McMap, when they had just started it, okay. So when I, I did line training, camp. excuse me, line training in the 90s, yeah, that's what I always heard and then about. And they started McMap, yeah,
2: we had McMap big
1: time, yeah. And
0: uh, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Marine Corps martial arts program, yeah. so yeah, it's, a it's
1: supposed tie you know, little
0: hip tosses and
2: steal the gun from that guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, then grab the bayonet, tie it in uh, with
1: like a kind of like <laughs> judo and you know, karate kid Daniel LaRue's exactly, kind of teaching moment, yes, so <laughs> the uh, so it's a combination of you know, like. Like if you're watching, you know I've been watching Code Kai. It's kind of like both, you know, you get the – both kind of both sides. But uh,
2: I love that show. Actually, yeah. The first, man seeing those guys on—I yeah, haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's great! The first season. I haven't seen the second season yet, but yeah. yeah. So no, that's still going. Um, you know, it's.
0: I'm sure some, it's some people sure.
1: love it. Some people, you know, it's like okay, you know, but it's another another thing to you know. Well, another, here's the requirement you got to do.
2: Now that – so, like, when I was in the Marine Corps, MMA wasn't that – it was like Chuck Liddell, and it wasn't that big yet. Yeah. And now MMA has exploded. So I'm sure there's a lot of Marines out there training and shit. Yeah, I mean, they had – like it. We were going to
1: Palms. They had MMA come out and do fights, you know, set the cage up there. Oh, really? Nice. The big thing I'm into, and it's legal here in Florida. I don't know if you guys have been to it. I got into it for my buddies last year. I'm a Dior fan. Is bare knuckle fighting.
2: I love bare knuckle fighting. Um, I, have, I heard. Somebody... I have friends that have been on the bare knuckle fighting shows. They've they awesome. fought on them. I, I've yeah. Javier. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we. I mean, I went. <laughs> I've you know, I've gone to went to the Lakeland show last year. Went to the the one at the fairgrounds. Went to the one at Hard Rock.
2: Wait, okay. they're doing it all the time in this area?
1: Uh they come down a couple times a year. Holy it's a circuit, so it's only legal in like seven states. I'm in. Let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking uh, hey, uh, no, no, I was going to want to invite you guys next time. Yeah. We go. Love, I love where we're it. going. Um, when are you moving to? I'm not – I think there should be a fight before I leave. I leave at the end of May. Oh, then we're but fucking There should gone. be. Um, Hell, yeah. The, uh, but, no, it's – I mean, it's intense. Yeah, I mean – yeah. And, you know, the fighters just say it's. Some are former MMA. Some are former boxers. It's it's a mixture in between. If you're a pro boxer coming in there, you know, you'll, you'll break your hands. It, you know who uh, uh,
2: Paige Van Zandt is? I do. I do. She, I've seen um, her. I've seen her. She was training – Yeah, so she was training up in uh, – she she does she did Muay Thai at my Muay Thai coaches okay. in Portland, and then they moved her and her husband moved to a top team down here yep, in Florida but,
1: I believe yeah yeah a lot of big but um she
2: she the UFC wasn't paying her, her worth and she made fucking she got millions for, of dollars she off she of got bare for a million
1: dollars um yep. I was there for her fight her first fight oh you against, went to it uh, yeah against oh Britt, shit against Britton Hart yeah. Um, Went all five rounds, decision. Uh, Britton Hart walked away.
2: All from right, him. I didn't know we had this in common. This
1: um, I've seen Britton. My, my favorites, a, a girl named T- Taylor, starring uh, Killer B. Um, she's they're all lightweight, and uh, I know a girl
2: nicknamed Killer B, but she's from uh, wait Killer B. Uh, Win.
1: Her last name's Win. No, v- no, her, not a Vietnamese a star girl. Star no, no, no. Okay, I
2: know a Killer B fighter but, uh, name from. Yeah,
1: so she's she's v- undefeated. Me. We'll we'll see. Dang! Let's see what happens. Where's she from? I want to say uh, New Mexico, I think. Mm-hmm. She's a baker for her daytime job, and then. Uh,
2: so they probably have some like not UFC, obviously, but they probably have some um um pro
0: fights
1: out here in Florida. I guess
0: I, I haven't looked into that yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, there's lots of fights here. Yeah, I, yeah. I
0: remember I, up in Pensacola, where I moved from, they had island fights, is what they had. Do they have that down here?
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Island fights. Oh. It's basically like MM It's just like yeah. the UFC, yeah, but it's have. like no name, no name yep. guys. Yeah, and they, yeah.
1: There's, there's a lot of gyms, Clearwater and different places. That's oh man, you gyms. just told um, me up. Going um, the so yeah, there's a couple, <laughs> there's a couple other like amateur clubs that do fights in Tampa. Um, that's there. So that that's
0: the bare knuckle just, stuff. That's that's yeah, different though. Great. I mean, w- w- is, are people just getting bloody in yeah. these? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's just because, hamburger face.
1: So it goes one. Of, so you're what I've what I've seen in kind of the is. So the f- the females are the best fights because they'll throw the most punches and they'll go usually the distance and yeah. they just they they don't have the power f- some of them have the power for knockouts but most of the time it's it's they're just bludgeoning each other. I yeah. Mean, the, most of them are getting three four st- you know sets of stitches leaving the fights. Yeah. Um, the males when they first come it depends. So like the you're your brand new fighters they usually just come in swinging, right? And they come in kind of going all out, kind of crazy. Um, you know, and you you, you get to connect with one one good punch, and they're they're down. Yeah. Um. Your more mature fighters, they're going to go more longer distance and be more kind of. And they work that up strategy. in the card
2: usually. It's the lower. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But it's um. Yeah. There's there's some you'll see some someone go distance. I'll be bludgeoning. You'll see some serious knockouts. That I mean, I mean just.
0: Is it is it oh. like the UFC where it's it's typically like three five minute rounds no, or no, is it's
1: five it's two minute rounds? Yeah, exactly. Five two minute, five, rounds. Two minute I was gonna, rounds. Yeah, two. Um, it's not
2: the same. You just can't do it the same as like five. I mean, two minutes of that. Exactly. Three minutes exactly. of that. Yeah, will kill. I couldn't, I mean, you, you couldn't do that. And yeah.
1: some of the fighters told us you get past the first round or two, you don't I move mean, your hand yeah. because your hands will swell so big. I mean, um, well, not the that, rule is eyes have, and yeah, you can't have. With the padding within one or tape within one inch of your knuckles.
2: Because you're not just you're not just punching their face. You're punching no, when they when they block with their elbows. Well, you're
1: punching their elbows. There's, there's and, people getting their ribs broken. Yeah, body shots. Yeah. Um,
0: Sounds like mayhem. Unfortunately, there was a fighter. <laughs> Sounds last amazing. <laughs> year, uh, last
1: year, it was actually Lakeland. So it was a little bit over a year ago. Um, he ended up dying. So like three months after. Jesus. Flight, he
0: died. Yeah. Yeah. This shit's crazy. Like Coliseum kind of shit yeah. back in no, Rome. About as over. close but as it gets. <laughs>
1: it's good it's and it's you know the the crazy thing about it is it's so new it's only legal in seven states i think that all in the south (laughs) yeah when they had the weigh-ins i mean you're right there i mean i'm for me to you i mean you're talking to the fighters you're you're right there unlike if you go to mma weigh-in you know there might be thousands of people there this you can get up close personal and get pictures i've got pictures of both fighters that are fighting each other oh cool Um, do they do they
0: talk shit to the crowd do they have like heels and all that some do.
1: Some do. Uh, Probably.
2: And, and then especially then. like higher level guys. There's a lot of, now there's a lot of guys coming from like Bellator and UFC, yeah. and they're, because, you know, their contracts are done with those yeah. promotions and they can make a,
1: yeah. You know, and it. Yeah. And it's the next level, right? I mean, guys have done boxing, guys have done MMA or girls. They're like, hey, you know what? You know, they're, they're all, you know, uh, you know, into it. And they're like, let's, let's see what this bare knuckle's about. Um, right. It's kind of like, I mean, the it's, they're all to it.
2: They're, it's like I kind of talked about this on the first episode. It's, it's their livelihood. Yeah, it's what they, it's, it's in what their blood. It's, it's all, they, all they, they fucking know. Yeah, it's what they do. A lot, a lot of, of the fun. times, not all the times, but a lot of the times. You know, yeah. a lot of these guys are my friends, and it's just like, fuck, it's, it's crazy. It's it's yeah. Crazy they're not
0: like building databases during yeah. the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah. crushing people. And that's not face. to
2: say that they're not smart or anything like. that. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. But that's what they have trained to do. My buddies are geniuses, but like they just have that, that instinct and intuition yeah. to fight yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah you know i mean some have some trouble past and different things you, oh yeah, you know, plenty uh, of them do plenty of them do but no it's uh it's intense <laughs> it's it's the next i mean i would love to like go back in time and see the romans fighting the Colosseum and you know whoever fighting there to the death i think that'd be awesome fuck yeah um, well
0: I, I think count count me in i think count us in if yeah, if you uh, know about any of this absolutely, watch absolutely.
1: This. we'll get when we get tickets i'm counting you guys in yeah and uh It'll be it'll be
0: great. Going going back to McMap. So when I went through, I got tan. Just we we got tan from going through basic training. Yep. And then I got I got gray. That was that was the highest I got. And I had to do TAD for two weeks to go to that. There were different ways you could do it. Yep. Uh, But then I think I remember green. Those guys got sent away for like a month TAD to go do that. What the hell – what was the path like to get all the way to black?
1: Yeah, so the uh, – you know, as the program matured over the years, you started to have your – you know, you call your instructor trainers. So we'd send guys to, like, the Black Belt course in Quantico. That was – back in the day, I was the only place to become an instructor. Um, they, and they I sent a guy, um, a guy named uh, Murphy, uh, Stassel Murphy, he wanted to go, and I sent him. We were actually in Okinawa, and I sent him. And uh, he came back, you know, broken nose, busted up ribs. I mean, it was It was intense. But then he can teach all the levels below yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, so you go, you know, the, they do these classes. Usually each battalion will have a, have a set of caught-in instructors there that can do it. Um, so for, you know, you just continue to progress, do your tests. Um, and the really big thing, difference on the, with the black belt was you went through all, you know, rep sets, learn all different moves. You had to be tested at the different belts along the way. Um, I did this while I was deployed to actually Iraq on that nine month deployment for OIR Operation Ar- Ar- uh, Inherent Resolve, which was the fight against ISIS. Um, we do it for right after lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? And, yeah, and then uh, but then you you start doing you know like the bull in the ring where you're in there and you know you're gonna get like you do fifteen you know ten or fifteen grappling sessions with you, fresh guys. Yeah, time. you're you it there. the Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah, you're you're in there just getting. Getting hammered, you know? But, I mean, you learn a lot, right? About yeah. Like, for me, the thing was learn about it. I learned how to just to work the moves to, to wear out the opponents, save money. Reaction
2: and, times, you know, angles, footwork. Yeah, all that shit, yeah.
1: Um, you go through that, do your different tests, but then they do, like, a final kind of, like, um, like you guys went through the crucible at boot camp, right? Right. So almost like a, you know, we'll say a half-a-day event, kind of like that. So you're going out, doing casualty carries, running, doing gas masks, but then you have different stations along the way where you're fighting, you're doing pugil sticks. Yeah. And then you continue to, you know, physical t- fit type training um, and then do the, like, continue to fight, fight, fight. And that's kind of how yeah. it progress. That's awesome. Um, now there's levels above that. It. it goes like black belt level one, two, three. Yeah, I was going to say. I have no. What, what do
0: you have to be? Do you just have to be a black belt in order to be a trainer?
1: Uh, no, you can become a trainer at a, at a green belt. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. train. No, but you, you can't, can't, but you can't do instructor.
0: brown and black no. at that point. and you yeah. can't
1: make other trainers. Right, right. right. So you can be an instructor right. or you can be an instructor trainer. Um, and as it progresses. Did you
0: ever do any instructing on that? or?
1: Uh, no, not really.
0: You just didn't want to do it again?
1: No, I, I didn't really. You know, I, I kind of got a bad – we first started it, it was in uh, <laughs> early 2002 when the kind of the program came out at Quantico, and that's where they called the MACE. That's where the center of – it's where it's originally – it's, it's main dojo is and they just beat the shit out of us yeah it was kind of like it wasn't I, it wasn't fun at all for me in the beginning because you know i did it in january in snow and frozen ground so getting hip tossed and not can used to do what's called body hardening where you just like beat on each other yeah. um, to desensitize your nerves so i didn't really enjoy it to be honest with you yeah um <laughs> <yeah.
0: laughs> mcmap uh, well, i remember we had a guy uh corporal elliot i think was his name and uh he used to do McMap PT, and yeah. that shit was the hardest oh, yeah. PT that we did we ever. Did when, when I was in uh, Virginia, okay. that, that was that guy put us through McMap PT in the morning every like once a week or something like yeah. that. It was everybody laying in the grass just dead? Yep. And afterwards, you know,
1: we did in the water one time in Okinawa down Orwan Bay there on Camp. Well, I was on Camp Schwab, so you went down the water and you're grappling in the water and. Different. Camp Schwab's the grunt base, right? Yeah, uh well they have Hansen and Schwab. Yeah, Schwab was yeah, oh, no, we, were, we, were, we were we were on Hansen. On Hansen. They were Hansen. We were You yeah, we so like would keep the BLTs down there, but on Schwab you'd have LAR, <laughs> combat Engineers and then the, the AVs. Um uh, now, I mean, I haven't been there forever. Um you know, since then I left there uh 2000 right December 2005. Now the Air Marine Air Base has moved up to Schwab. They like filled it in. They're like, it's. I mean, it's like totally. That changed. used to be
0: what Fatima. I think Fatima. Fatima yeah. and Fatima's closed now, right? Yeah, so it moved. And up so to they Schwab. moved to Schwab. Yeah. yeah,
1: they basically filled in the whole bay, and that's. Schwab Air Force Base? No, that's Kadena. No, that
0: was Cadena's Air Kadena's yeah, 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 Force Base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatima. Fatima that's was, a whole was nice. World of
1: stories over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I
0: used to have to go to Fatima. Uh, to do dermo, okay, dermo, uh, you know, whatever waste, yeah. get rid of the, take to the dump basically mm-hmm. for supply. And, uh, every time I went to Fatima, I was like, damn, I wish I had a station on this base. Cause it was yeah. right on the water and
1: it was beautiful there. Yeah, Schwab was nice, but it was so far North. Nobody wanted you know, to be like, ah, oh, I don't want to
2: come up there, but you hey, it was like, come to what was it? Like 30 miles North of Hanson. It was a good
1: little ways. Yeah. yeah, I don't not think it was that minutes. far. Hey, thir- yeah. About 30-minute ride. 30-minute yeah, yeah, ride. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Schwab was the one that had uh, what, It was the beaches. Yeah, yeah there was Red one, Beach or something like that. There's
1: War Beach up there, I think it was called. I think there was a Red Beach.
0: Red Beach, I think that was more for for military exercise yeah, and stuff, right? But yeah. then, but then there was also like a R and R kind of a. Beach well, then
1: further north was like the Air Force R and R stuff. I mean, how, Air Force always got nice stuff. How long were you
0: in Okinawa?
1: Eight and a half months. Eight and a half months. Did three months up at Fuji though, Mount Fuji. Nice. So. Yeah,
0: I would have liked that. I flew. I flew into Tokyo, so I got to see Mount okay. Fuji.
1: Yeah, I got to climb it with my took my platoon of Marines up it.
0: It was it was breathtaking to just fly by it. I can only imagine.
1: It was it was it was experience. It was pretty cool. Start off sweating, soaked like a hot summer day, and you get top. You got full Gore-Tex beanie, gloves on, eating a, eating a bowl of noodles.
0: You got to this is. Am I dumb asking this? You got to the top of Mount Fuji. Yeah,
1: yeah. took us Jesus. About, I don't know about six and a half hours. I'd say to take the platoon up. Um, and did unlike, you start?
0: Did you start up in altitude? Yeah, you start. At all at
1: a, there's a start point. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know where it was. I don't know what the altitude of it is. But uh, to put in perception, right? Like a Marine Corps standardized hike. Right, you usually hike for 45 minutes, take a 15 minute break. It's usually at three, a little faster than three kilometers, Three kilometers an hour, right? So, yeah. but it is thing. So we planned. When I planned it out, I thought, okay, yeah, standard walk for 45 minutes, take a break. Well, for 15 minutes. Well, we actually would go for about 15 minutes, take a break, everybody catch back up, and then walk for 15 minutes cuz it was it's super super thick. The altitude. It's, yeah, well, altitude and it's super thick ash. Like think like loamy sand, but it's it's more it's much more coarser and thicker. Ugh. Um so like so, a very fine gravel, um it's volcanic grass. Uh, volcanic ash um and it's just switchbacks the whole way up
2: pretty much taking negative steps in comparison to like concrete
1: yeah it's it's yeah it's it's uh some of the marines were hating that's, life yeah <laughs>
0: yeah but that's got to be one hell of a memory to be at the top of yeah that. it was amazing
1: i said we started together we're going to finish together i didn't give my guys an option we're all going to make it as a unit um one of my senior marines sergeant meyer he was like a 32 year old sergeant and, uh, yeah, he was hating life. He was the old guy in a platoon at the time. <laughs> and re- uh, he was just hating it. But he made it, you know what I mean? And they had the rest of their life to, to Yeah, think
0: I mean, you you get to say that. You'd probably Absolutely. have, I don't know, do you have pictures and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that? yeah,
1: pictures. My guys wanted, you know, that, so as you're going up, they have different stations. And when you it's, the way they make money is they sell these walking sticks. And each station... They'll burn in a symbol, like a, a Japanese symbol. So we got to the top. My Marines are like, "Sir, can we can we all get branded, like with the top sim, like the symbol? Like they all want to like get burned with it." And I'm like. Like the old enlisted me was like absolutely this is awesome and then but the officer of me was like ah oh, no can't do that freaking uh,
0: marines are always wanting some tattoo I'm yeah, like good. you
1: know as officer I'm like okay well it gets infected then you're not combat yeah. affected yeah exactly you know uh, it's your ass yeah, yeah.
0: You, you you come back with an entire platoon of dudes with infected burns know, on their yeah
1: it'd be totally <laughs> bad I mean part of me is like man that would still would have been cool like I would have you know if I was by myself I might have done it you know yeah um, but yeah you can't.
0: You had to be the smart guy in the group. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, it's, you know, someone's got, you know. Where are you at? Did, uh,
0: oh, go ahead. No, no, yeah. uh, I was just going to say,
2: where are you at now these days? Where am I? Like, what, what's going on in your life? Yeah, what so, are you planning? You're so, about to retire. Yeah,
1: I got um, retirement. Uh, my my ceremony is May 13th, so today is, what, April 1st. Um, With my my EAS, my actual end date in service is, is 1 October. Um, so I'm pretty much pretty much done because um, I got to have 120 days of leave plus another 20 days of PTAD and things of that nature. So that's what you're doing right now is just using yeah. The I'm just DJs. right now I'm just kind of focusing on after 25 years medical stuff, VA stuff, things yeah. of that nature. But um, yeah, I'm going to do the retirement 13th, 14th. Hopefully you guys are there. Hell yeah, um, for I'll one, be there for one or both. Um, and then uh, at the end of May we're moving. We're uh, packing up the, the last last uh, move. I think that'd be like number, move number 13, packing it up. It's so gonna go in storage for a year, and uh, Christine and I and uh, our dog Sawyer, our golden retriever, are moving down to the U.S. Virgin Islands of St. Thomas. Hell yeah! And so uh, with an end state, hopefully living on St. John, by and there. So.
0: How did you guys? I I, I went to St. Thomas, I think, on a cruise.
1: Yep, yeah, they stopped there. It's the largest cruise hub. There's Megan's Bay. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's where I went. I they think could, I went kind of like a horseshoe massive yep. horseshoe bay, beautiful clear water. Oh my gosh,
0: I, I remember half of it. Yeah. You know, it was one of those kind of days. Uh, but it is absolutely gorgeous okay. down there. How how did you guys come up with this idea? I mean um, that's that's kind of living out a dream.
1: Just yeah, no, deciding we, to do that. We um I mean I've always loved the water. I grew up boating, boating's a huge passion. I mean, I grew up on the high river, you know. People used to call us the river rats, you know, things of that nature. Uh, but um we both love the beach and we both love going we vacation all through the Caribbean, different places. Um he so, said, Hey, why not? Right? I mean it's just another move. Um we, we we're we're financially able to do so. Yeah. My daughter's growing up, she's twenty four. Why not live in the most beautiful um, place you can think of? it's you know, it's why, why not? Right? I mean a lot of times people, you know, I think in the move every two years or so with the military is you know, it's we're 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 accustomed to it, right? So yeah. I think a lot of people stay in one place their whole life um because they're right, humans humans A are humans are lazy right uh and b they don't like change yeah right? I mean, they like comfort yeah we like comfort based decisions comfort so we do what's easy right i mean that's just i mean we all do that right yeah. so it's that's one thing i think the marine corps right get, breaks you out of your shell makes you do more than what you think you can do builds your confidence builds confidence um and then that's it so we're yeah, we're taking some risks and we're going to unknown but i've always felt if you if you're not nervous about what's next then you're not growing
2: I mean, I've been living like a gypsy for the last 10 years. So I understand <laughs> but that. But you're
1: living, you're living yeah. life, you know what I mean? And we only get one life to live. Yeah. So why not experience it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. When That's I, awesome. It, it is awesome. I know what you're talking about. When I got out of the Marines, I, you know, so I live in Okinawa. Then I go to Washington, D.C., I live there. Then I get out, I go back to Indiana for a little bit. Then I go to South Dakota to go to school. Then I moved to Pensacola, and I lived there for 14 years. And I can tell you that two, three years into it, I had that itch, like, I think it's time to move. I think yeah. I need to go. Do-. So I had to break out of that a little bit. Uh, but here I am now in central Florida, you know, throwing everything to the wind again. Yep. And, uh, you know, I like it. I like yeah. it down here.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we realize there's a difference between living and vacationing, so we're going to do it a year. And if if, it, if we decide it what we like, then we'll. We'll just move again, yeah. you know. So, um,
2: really, that easy, folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs>
1: miss one hundred percent of your opportunities, and um, you know, you just go go get it you know what i mean yeah so go after
0: it yeah well it's it, you know the financial mm-hmm. ability to do that is good you're retired you yeah. know now so you got that coming in um yeah well hats off to you guys for finding somewhere just absolutely beautiful i mean i i can't really think of any cons of living down there no i mean um, it's it's
1: a difficult way of life it's a little it's different i mean amazon don't deliver there mm-hmm. you know um
0: i mean but do you know if things are more expensive and are, stuff like that yeah or?
1: so i'd say across the board goods are were i mean before the, the huge inflation hit things were about 20 percent more um expenses um electricity is is four times what you pay here in florida yeah,
2: wow that was always my biggest thing Live, even living in thailand vietnam yeah. wherever the electricity my electricity oh, yeah. bill is always off the charts yeah
1: it's 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 around 40 was, was around 44 cents a kilowatt uh so roughly four times but also in a place
2: here. like that Practically anything you want as an American is imported. Yeah. You know what I mean? The you ground beef or eggs mm-hmm. and all that shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when we live on St. John, we're going to have cisterns. You don't have a water, like a city water coming to your house. Right. So once you're, I mean, you can buy water from reverse osmosis, but I mean, it's like saving the rainwater. You got filters, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you got to be, you got to conserve. But I, I actually, I think I'm, I'm actually really looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Right, because we have everything right now at our fingertips. I mean, we can go, you know. I mean, heck, we just went right down, right down the road. Got, you know, got, got, got provisions for the for the show tonight. Got yeah. some beer, um, yeah. but everything's at your fingertips. So I kind of like look forward to kind of living with a little bit less.
2: But yeah. you know what? I think you'll see that there's well things like water. So, when when I go to the gas station here, a bottle of water, like, not even a quarter of a gallon is $3. Yeah. In Thailand, that's, like, 50 cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you'll see things like that, too, that are a little cheaper. And
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, we and you learn. Yeah, you learn. Shop at a local shop.
2: Drink There's, the local there. beer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rum's cheaper than anything down Rum, here. Rum, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know? A little awesome. bit of adversity, a little bit of anxiety and aspects, but for the most part... It's all self-induced.
2: The adjustment that you've
1: had to deal with in your life won't be anything in comparison. Yeah, so it'll be good. We're looking. Maybe
0: we'll hop on a cruise and come down and visit with you guys.
1: Absolutely. Well, eventually, the five-year plan is for us to have a rental property for the high season and, and, and rent it out as an Airbnb from having full service or no service. I mean, if I say full service, we'll pick you up at the airport, whatever we'll your logistics already stocked for you, nice. provide you transportation, drive, <laughs> driver, you know what I mean? Whatever you
2: want. Your, your Airbnb client's like, what's logistics? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but we, that's a service that we, you know, that's kind of what Christina envisions with her hospitality background that she wants to do. And I'm going to support that. I'm going to, I'm a big voter, so I'm going to have my captain's license and then I'll put, open an LLC with that also. Um, and run charters. Are
0: you are you just gonna buy a boat when you get down there or are you, um, uh, rent a boat or what
1: so initially when we first get down, um and we'll probably we'll just probably get like a small small dinghy or something just to mess around with. In the five year plan is to is to to drop a significant chunk of change for a nice like so I can start my own business. But I'll register now I'll see it's a business. I can write it off, everything is taxes, expenses, things of that nature. Make enough money to make the payment off the clients, deduct all the expenses and um pay yourself pay, your, gonna, your, pay yourself first that's the only way to is pay yourself first by his uncle sam
0: you're going to be a new man in a couple of years after living out on the water like that yeah. and just
1: I oh, hope so that and combined with our nonprofit we've started it's busy yep
0: yep let's let's talk about that so let's let's get into vet, vet coin.
1: yeah so we've uh Last I'd say uh, whew, not even a year ago. Last summer we were sitting me and some me and some guys were sitting at work and we're actually they were sitting talking about it and I joined in on it, um, talking about hey let's we'd like to start a, a non to to help veterans right selfless kind of service continue that. Most of the guys were retirees and, then, and so we we did we formed it and we said hey you know let's call this thing Bitcoin um, because we were all talking about crypto and how it's how it's starting to become you know mainstream. And uh, but then we found out that the uh, the name was actually already copyrighted. Um, so we actually called the guy, and he actually be, happened to be in Florida, and he happened to be a veteran. Uh, and he said he'd want to be wanted to be in on with us, really, you know. So and you know, and he put our first first massive donation of money into it. But what branch was he in? Uh, he was Air Force. Okay. But uh, so we start off this. It's called VetCoin. Um, our founders is, is ten different folks. So we got Army, Air Force, um, Marines there, and then uh, we've also got um, uh, retired State Department uh, ambassador. Um, so 30 plus years of state department, foreign service officer there. And then, um, and then his son, um, Miggy, which is kind of, you know, the the 24 year old in touch with tech and things of that nature, um, figured out, you know, what are we going to do? Right. So it was come up. One of the guys, one of our mentor business managers, come up with three verbs that, uh, that you want to kind of drive, you know, um, and as well as what kind of, what your, your kind of mission, your value statement is. Um, so the verbs came up was, was, uh, connect enable and transform um and and the the other aspect for or the value was 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 service right we're we're giving that continuous, selfless service so we said okay right that's kind of what we want to do is the verbs how do you get after that um we had the VetCoin thing right so we thought about it um we started talking thing about the services we want to provide how do you connect veterans right so one way to connect um we said is hey let's 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 try to bring in together a repository of veteran businesses, veteran that are that are service oriented or product oriented, as well as uh, as, as nonprofits support veterans. So we we bring those together, we're designing an app kind of like Angie's List. Um, so that's kind of the connect enable, all right? Is through uh, our technology utilizing the blockchain or our coin, um, but as well as providing services to them or connecting them. Uh, example of a service right now we're doing, Enable, is uh, we're doing a, um, a small business grant. So at the, uh, our May 12th event here in Tampa at the, uh, Tampa, the Tampa Club, it's on Eventbrite, um, in the afternoon, three to, 3 to 6, it's a free vet. We're going to talk veteran issues. But we're going to award a, um, a $5,000 grant to a, to a small startup veteran business. So We have different small startups, veteran-owned businesses that are, that are presenting their, their, their business plan uh, and then we're going to provide, we're going to give them a, a five thousand dollar donation to continue, uh, to they can add to their capital. So that's kind of that's kind of the, the connect and enable and then transform. The same thing is bringing the community together. Continuing, um, we're looking at future f- for housing projects, jobs, transitioning, networking. Um, and so this is all of, through
2: like cryptocurrency well, funding. Well,
1: that's that's kind of through our nonprofit there, right? Then how we tie the the crypto in. Right. Crypto is just another means um, to to kind of support and and to pay with pay, you know, or add funds into or uh, into our nonprofit. So, example, with the crypto, we, we have our own coin it's called VetCoin. Um, so it's on a polygon network. Um, you can purchase it right now. We're building liquidity pool um, before it goes onto a market. But it will also have what's called VET cash tied to the U.S. dollar that our vendors can use this form. People can use this form of payments with the vendors associated in our Not app. Well. Um, and then like anything, everything has a transaction fee in the crypto world. It's called a gas fee. Um, but the transaction fee, instead of going back to MasterCard, like if you're using a credit card or, or Visa or American express things of that nature or whatever, um, that goes back into our nonprofit. So we have on our on our site it goes breaks down our white paper, talks about where our expenses go and things of that nature. We're very transparent. We're not in competition with any other organization. Um, that helps. But that that's a form there of utilizing that and then the blockchain. And then we're looking at how how blockchain is gonna change how it's really going to change everyone's lives in, in society, but as we can use it to change veterans' lives also through NFTs, different con- digital contracts um, and so we're exploring those options. So right now we're looking to work with an NFT company to make different military-style NFTs, the, the digital art, um, and a lot of other things. So it's, it's growing rapidly. We're, we're, we're gained a good foothold. Um, we're building our liquidity. We've got our site. Um, our site also has a lot of educational material, so if you go to www.vetcoinhq.com, we've started a, um, an, an education series called VetCoin Vet Bootcamp. Nice. Um and so they're short five minute videos. Like example was first is how do you establish a MetaMask wallet, which is like your crypto wallet. Mm-hmm. Next is what is the blockchain? You know, then um what is an NFT? How do you make one? How do you <coughs> sell it? Yeah. Um and so we run we start to educate, so we see a huge education piece uh to help inform uh folks. Um we then we've also started a founder series on there. So if you go on there you see each one of the founders do thirty minutes Kind of what we're doing talking you know, how,
0: how did it? you guys come together yeah, you know there's a the, you guys are quite a group of people yeah. how did you how, how did that group um come into existence
1: so we initially just started talking we, we all kind of worked in the same area at work we we're just kind of bullshitting and talking about it and it was really like hey who who wants to really give time volunteer their time I mean running a nonprofit is it's exhausting you know, mm-hmm. we all have day jobs um, we meet twice a week you know probably put at least 10 20 hours a minimum into it and uh we just started talking and we said, Who wants in? Um some people started, they said no, I'm out. Some people just said, Hey, I don't want to be a part you know, I don't I don't have time for it. Um but we got a great diverse diverse group. So those yeah. ten folks, we got like I said, we got Army, Air Force, uh Marines, um, we've got State Department. Are know? these
2: all guys that did twenty years and above like you? Um
1: and- some, yes. Hmm. Most of them are retirees. Mickey's not the one. See that's that's, that's a, a thing son. to me
2: is where it's got to, like, you did 25 years, and then it's just like, I'm retired yeah. from the Marine Corps. Like, it's a good way to transition into civilian life, but still keep your Marine no, Corps values and absolutely. things like that. You know,
1: we kind of see it as, you know, the, you know, if you look at some of the, the organizations, like the American Legion, the the VFW, right, yeah. those were formed back in the day to bring veterans back together. Just kind of like we're sitting here, right, Three three vet, you know, folks that are, able to meet and talk in a safe place with like-minded folks. Yeah. Instant, that, that, yeah, instant friends. Yeah, Always exactly. with the Marines, you know. You know, no judgment. And, um, you know, there's, uh, I'm, a member, I'm a life member of the VFW. I'm a member of the Legion. I used to be a, 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 the, uh, the vice commandant or vice uh, commander of the VFW in 29 Palms, Joshua Tree 20, out there in 29 Palms. Um, but they're hurting for membership, you know. So we see this as a way to get at, you know, now the generations that are more into computer-based stuff, You know, as we start, uh, you know. Like a modern-day VFW. Yeah. You know, whether it be virtual, whether it be connected. I mean, we're on Discord, um, Telegram, you know, all the different social media things. Um, I
2: honestly feel like maybe that's why veteran suicide is so high, because they get disconnected when they leave.
1: Yeah. Well, no, you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things that we've talked about, and um, our, our, uh, our president really hit it, was, you know, a lot of veterans, you know, you're like both you guys. You both did four and out, right? Yeah, So right. you were shaped, and your whole perception of the Marine Corps is based on that four years. It could have been potentially one, a lot of times one company, one company commander, right, one first sergeant, right, it could have been good or bad, right? I've been fortunate to, to PCS a million times and see different things. But you have young folks that are, that are going into, especially the Marine Corps, an extremely, uh, you know, Organize, well, host, yeah, <laughs> but organized discipline type environment. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. You're up at this time, PT, you're going to chow, you're on this, you're that, you're on that, that, that. You know what I mean? And then they come out into a world where there's, there's nobody's nothing. doing there's that nothing. shit. There's nobody telling you, get no to structure, bed, no shave your face. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and you were surrounded by a million people that had all, you all had a common, common bond with, um, so bringing them back into an organization to connect, whether it be virtually, whether it be in the future in our metaverse, which gets called a meta, you know metaverse, we've now called the metaverse, different ways to connect, to regroup, to have that kind of experience. Man,
2: I, I think that's so like especially important now with the way society's gone with wokeness and like yeah. different colors and races and all this, but in the Marine Corps – you got to rem- we were all the same color you know what i mean yeah, like, all, all like all
1: green and bleed red i never you thought you all
2: green i only judge people off of their pft scores and yep. if they were coming to formation <laughs> and getting the rest of us in fucking trouble you know what i mean it didn't yeah, matter if no, you're no, white absolutely. black mexican whatever the fuck Yep. and so like now it's got to be hard to get out and it's like oh we're in a race war or whatever but it's like no we're not let's go all get the vets together and okay. that's that's pretty awesome
1: yeah so it's it's been really good um you know I've learned a lot about my peers, a lot about the, the – that are, are co-founders, about the other services. And at the end of the day, we're all there for the same reason, right? Selfless yeah. service for a nation, to fight for the individual left and right you. you. Um, Humanity. And, and, and to give back, right? It's doing yeah. the right thing. So that's one thing that's driven us is the selfless service, to continue to serve.
2: Um, nah, that's fucking know, awesome, bro.
1: So that's why I say, you know, help us to help those – need help. Us. you know, with our businesses, I say, hey – let me help you to let me help you to help me to help those who need the most help. Yeah, right? I'm going to advertise for your business. I'm going to market it and different things. We'll connect you with veterans, connect you with other businesses. But then ultimately, the, the 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 small fee that we get or through donations that goes back to actually attacking veteran issues and, and, and benefits and things like yes, that. Yes, sir. So
0: where where are you guys at right now? I think you said earlier that you guys did a private. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we yeah did
1: a, we did a private. Um, we did a private sale of our coin right now. We're basically an ICO. I think it goes for about 40 more days. Um, then the prices gradually go up, go up, um, as we're building that liquidity pool. Now the liquidity pool is that money that backs that token to actually have it registered on a exchange. Um, so we're, we're, we're in a good shape going towards that. Um, we're having that first, first major event on May 12th, um, uh, that we were kind of modeling after. We got to go to Art Basel uh, Week this past year down in Miami and, and present with the, uh, another company called Shikonomy, another, another uh, crypto there and blockchain. Um, so we're kind of modeling after that. We're going to have some guest speakers. We're, hey, first, we're going to open up, talk a little about Vetcoin. Our president will talk about it, introduce the staff kind of a little bit, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Then we're going to introduce our guest speakers uh, that are going to kind of talk about veteran issues. So we're going to have um, an organization, and it's a lead for, for, that's fighting veteran homelessness, um, we're going to have a uh, uh, Hiring Your Heroes uh, lead from Amazon, which is all about hiring veteran uh, veterans uh, into there. So, we're talking about veteran employment um, and a couple other. Guys.
2: And this is all part of the whole Vetcoin thing. Yeah, yeah. So Damn, we're gonna, that's we're gonna awesome. Have, uh, that's really awesome.
1: retired General uh, Pagata, who is the, uh, the commander of SOC South, uh, he's going to come in and kind of talk a little bit about some things that he's experienced and things that he's working on. And some, there'll be some other nonprofits there also. So we're going to kind of open it up to just discuss. They're going to talk and just discussion back and forth, um, and then we we'll see after that it's kind of just then that's time for people to talk one on one with the co-founders network. Uh, it's going to be from really three to three to six at the Tampa Club. We're going to have have open bar as well as heavy uh, hors d'oeuvres. Uh, it's a beautiful place. It's on And you're about matter. to retire. Who's, yeah.
0: So, so who's the genius in all this? Because there's a technicality to this that is way over my head. Yeah.
1: So the uh, that's a great question, and um, and um, so Ambassador Thomas introduced us to a guy named Elmer Francisco uh, from the Philippines. So he's the uh, he he's he's the owner of the uh, the, the Francisco Corporation which is they make the jeepneys in the Philippines, which is their one of their main automobile manufacturers of transportation. His father started it after world war two, um, relatives, baton death, March survivor. Well, Elmer, ahead, um, man. he started, he was, he was, uh, contracted by the Filipino government to, to, to create a cryptocurrency for their public transit system. Um, so he did that. So he had all basically the data already, um, Ambassador Thomas introduced us to him and said, hey, this is a guy we can trust. We can bring him on, on board. Um, he, you know, he actually flew him out to an aircraft carrier before. I man. So that shows you the level of trust and obviously in-depth checks was done. But um, he's a brilliant man. Um, in a From the Philippines? Yes. Vi- visionary. Was
2: he, he was like an officer in the military? In the no, he's,
1: he ha- he's never been in the military. He's oh, gotcha, gotcha. He's just been a businessman. And uh, he said, hey, I want to get on this to help support veterans. Wow. Um, Largest U.S. population of veterans outside of the United States is actually in the Philippines. There's actually okay. a VA hospital in Manila. Really? The only VA hospital on foreign, to my knowledge. On Damn, the I rest. wish
2: I would have known. I cornered, I cornered my uh, buddy for a fight in Manila. I yeah. wish I would have known that. I would have stopped by the VA and yeah. got some fucking meds and shit. Yeah,
1: so the, um, <laughs> he has been, you know, instrumental um, utilizing his staff. His corp- I mean, he literally owns a huge corporation. So they're IT folks building our websites, working the things, building the crypto, um, he's actually out in LA, um, going through a lot of his business contacts out there. Um, huge, very instrumental. Um, some, but our, also, our our founders kind of complement each other. And you all other have ways. your place in your role. Yeah, we do. You know, I, I I've entered an MBA as well as an, a masters in HR, and I kind of look at things in in that perspective. Uh, another one of our guys, he's an, he's a uh, he's an he's just retired army, but he's also a, a best-selling author. He writes uh, a lot of. Uh, fiction type stuff. Gotcha. He actually writes for a a uh, cryptocurrency game oh, okay. um, called Splinterland. Um, so he brings that kind of talent, but he's very he's extremely smart on NFTs um, in that world. Um, and so we just, it, you know, it's kind of, everybody kind of complements each other in different aspects. And then um, more importantly, we met a guy named Aaron, or our president met a guy named Aaron Duda out of New York, wall street executive. Uh, he's kind of semi-retired. Um, they started talking at an event, and he said, hey, I'd love to help you guys. You know, kind of the catch is, would you name your your yearly award after a guy named Bud Burrell, who was a uh, a veteran and was his mentor. We said, absolutely. And so he's been pushing us. Um,
0: he's the guy in the light paper, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's been pushing us contacts around the world, news media outlets. Um, got to start Basil Week uh, with another one of his mentored projects. So we've, had, we've got a lot of love and a lot of help um you know so it's we'll it's we'll put the uh
0: link in the description uh of of this so that people can link right to it um with all that you've learned because i imagine you've you've probably learned a lot about this i think you said that earlier yeah in the last six seven eight months um what what's the easiest way that you can describe this to to a layman I, I, you know, if if I can offer that opportunity, just break this down especially learning learning what you have and seeing that journey of knowledge that you've gone through. How do you break this down to explain this as simple as possible to maybe somebody who's not very active with cryptocurrency? Yeah. Uh, things like that.
1: Yeah, so I think you know it's as a nonprofit. Which is a you know five hundred one mm. three c from the from the IRS um, usually in nonprofits people make a donation right, right. I want to help this organization I'm going to make a donation um, the difference is we also and this is this is legal on the IRS and everything in the United States you make a donation but we're also going to give you you're going to your donation in return will give you your really you're purchasing cryptocurrency so you're purchasing think of stock in our business right Turn so donation
0: profit. equals some coins
1: yes yes you can make a straight up donation but why would you if i'm going to also give you something in return it potentially it's yeah. future value
0: but then but then you can <clears throat> just finish. like bitcoin yeah and if you can still purchase yes in the future
1: in the future as we connect so. with businesses it becomes currency wow um you know a lot of people think that it's, it's something new i mean a couple hundred years ago people were trading buttons or objects. I mean, currency is just an object, whether it's paper, whether it's a button, whether it's a gem, uh, or whether it's the future through digital assets. Um,
0: so when are you guys going when, – when are you planning to have this out there for the public to do, to do that?
1: Um, so you can purchase it right now. Okay, you can. Um, and and a, that's building our liquidity pool and putting into our nonprofits. So like
2: starting a profile in Vetcoin. Yeah,
1: yeah you can start purchasing right now. You set up a MetaMask account. Um, you go on our website. There's a handful of different ways you can purchase it, whether buying it through Ethereum, buying it through Bitcoin, direct from bank to bank, your bank to our bank. Um, we've got Cash App. Um, and you'll receive crypto. Now, once we build a liquidity pool and get it on an exchange, then that's when it will tie to it, to the dollar um, and then you can actually start using it. You can just sell it. Um, we just met with a company out of London that basically provides you digital digital or physical debit cards associated to your account. That would We'd be a liquidity, the bank. So we'd literally yeah. be a bank per se. right? We have resources that this company backs, so they're making the transactions. Um, so anytime you swipe, it's going to take what, however, whatever dollar amount you was and deduct that from your Betcoin, BetCoin account, what it's worth.
2: Is crypto That's brilliant. Is crypto tax different?
1: It is. And it is, and
2: yeah. capital gains, So my right? question is not knowing anything about crypto. I have a lot of friends that mess around with it and things yeah. like that. And they've always said it's protected from the government. It's a way of like investing in stuff without having to like if, if the dollar or current currency just crashed. Yeah,
1: it's not tied, right? So all the different currencies are not they're not tied to 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 a, to a state. Yeah, it's decentralized. Decentralized yeah. on the blockchain.
2: So if it's decentralized, so like you hear in Russia, they just shut down Bitcoin, yeah.
1: right? China that- did. I don't know about Russia. China did um, because a threat, right? Because if people start trading in Bitcoin, vice the Chinese, I think it's and the yin, yen, the yeah. yeah, or the right. dollar here, a dollar, right? Um, now they will tax it. Governments are going to start taxing. They're trying. They're just trying to figure it out right now. I mean, we we've actually submitted our. One of our co-founders, lawyers for his company, submitted white papers to the IRS um, on recommendations on, wh- on where it should go. Um, they're just trying to figure it out.
0: Right now, it's a capital gains in- income, yeah, right?
1: I, b- I believe so.
0: I, I, I,
1: but you can still with us with Bitcoin because we're a five hundred C, and we're donating. You're donating, so yeah, you that's can actually, awesome. If you, if you have enough, if you itemize, which is difficult depending on if you take standard deduction or not. You could still deduct this as a donation to a non-profit. Wow. But as well as potentially make future it's – it's an investment also for you in an investment for us, make, which is speculation of future worth. So you yeah. can actually increase and make money off that in the future.
0: Yeah, well, if the value of that coin it goes, goes, up, goes then up, of course yeah. – If, you if know.
1: not, you're still making a donation to yep. a non-profit. I love it. And we're That's doing, great. You know, But at the end of the day, it's about helping veterans. If we help one veteran, it's worth it. You know, I mean, it sounds like you've already, already helped hundreds. It. Um <laughs> And so that's, that's what it's about. You know, it's a selfless service continuing. And, um,
0: so when you say that you guys are working on getting, uh, I, I forget the term that you used, but you, so in the future, I like, I use Coinbase, Yep. you know, I used to use, I used Robinhood a lot last year. You, uh, yep. you guys will be on those platforms. We'll on exchange. Yeah. Right yeah. On now, exchange. That's on what, exchange. that's what you said.
1: Yeah. Right now, you know, we're with the Polygon network, um, but our our vision in the future is to be have our own blockchain. Yeah. Um, so we're not paying fees to anyone else, you know, we're getting change because the gas fees, right. In in cryptocurrency, when you, when you, when you spend it, when you change it, you know, it's like, just like the stock market or mutual funds, you have an expense, but the gas fees can be insane. Same with NFTs. I mean, uh, you can, they could take 50% of your value away just in gas fees, depending on what you're doing. So, um, by Why? having our own, we can get we can charge lower gas fees. And some of these companies out there are charging little to none because they believe that that's more money to put into the crypto economy, right? More money to spend, more money to invest, vice lying in their pockets, which will equate a larger population base in the future and then more. Make it more, more sustainable. Yeah, and more people, right? So it's fine if you get 10 people, right? But if I charge, you know, if I'm charging at 10%, vice – if I charge you much smaller, right, and that 10 becomes 20, 30, 40, or 50, right, well, the 1% on 100 people is equated to that 10% math and public, right? Yeah, I follow what you're saying. 10% on 10 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little dangerous doing math and public. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah totally. I, I, I didn't finish the math. I Marines wouldn't even NCI try, bro. It was tough. <laughs> it. It was tough. MCM. I'm telling you, I didn't. I didn't finish it, honestly. It was like, man, this is tough. <laughs> that was
0: some old NCO oh, days right man, there. No,
1: <laughs> I know, but – um. Um, see, I mean, it's we are, you know, people talk about revolution in, in, in and tra- vice revolution, vice uh, evolution and kind of transformation. And I think that uh, right now what's going on with Web3, metaverse, blockchain, um, it's more than just evolution. Right. In the tech age, I mean, it's going beyond it's love it, and, and it's going to break ceiling. It's already it's changing. It's changing. It may change may change. Who knows? I mean, it could change geo countries. It could change. It could change. I make mean, it could upend the whole monetary systems of the world potentially. It,
0: it's interesting to think about what impact it will have on, like, the dollar. Yeah, um, it's a threat. And and frankly, if summer. people knew about the differences between these, there's no reason to continue to follow the ideology of the dollar. Um, the fact that there 's a finite amount yeah. of any of these coins um safeguards it from the inflation that we 're seeing right now
1: yeah and uh, and with the you know something didn 't even talk about we, we haven 't talked about it, is that what 's called the burn rate so there 's a rate that actually over the more you use it the less there 's in supply so we don 't we don 't print no more i mean once we digitally there 's x. You know, say it's ten and I think
0: it was like one I, I, I think that was also on your website yeah, it was it's like on there one point 1. one trillion or something yeah. like that, so whatever it is.
1: Over time that number total value total availability goes down, which increases your worth also, right? So now why does
0: that happen? I don't understand that.
1: Um it's to increase increase worth. That's the whole but point. But I mean
0: technically but, how does that happen?
1: Um so with every transaction there's a burn rate. So every time okay. it's traded, there's a small percentage that gets that gets so it just gets eaten out, eaten out Eat, of circulation, it, huh? But that's, that's, whole all I have to, all that's have. the whole point of all cryptocurrency.
2: That's the whole point of cryptocurrency is to have a cap, right? Yeah, right. Because yeah. if you can just print out money yeah. like we're doing right now, yeah, like it, it goes, just it goes back
0: worthless. It, it goes back to like the silver standard when there was only so much silver in the world, or the gold standard. There's only so much gold, and so you should be able to take a dollar and exchange it for one dollar of gold. But yep. we got completely away from that, like in the 40s or 50s or something. I think JFK might have been the one that got rid of it. Um, but, you know, now they just print and print and print, and your dollar just becomes worth less and less and less. Well, that's inherently not going to happen with cryptocurrency.
1: Yeah. No, and, and the, the amazing thing about the blockchain is 100% trans, transparent. And, yeah, and you tra- can see
0: all the transactions and everything, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. How much hand does the federal government have in that. Get
2: get all that. Oh, that's all good.
0: Cool. Somebody's um, trying to get a you.
1: <laughs> right now, um I mean these are decentralized. There is no now they're they're trying to do different oversight. You know, I just don't know how they, long
2: you know, like they would let that go without having any control of well, it. Well,
0: I think I think they're all making money off of it right now, and then and then the politicians yeah, are probably going to drop in. And Joe Biden was even saying here recently that he was going to try to regulate it somehow. Which they,
1: they want tax money, right? I mean, the yeah. government always wants tax money, we, you know, and especially in the, the handout society we have now, we need more taxes money to. To, to pay for it, but it has Hunter off.
2: Biden's coke habit
1: um, but <laughs> anyway he, um, but but he but Biden actually is supportive of crypto to my knowledge of cryptocurrency and some of the initiatives Florida's leading the way um, Governor Santa's doing some amazing things Texas um, very crypto friendly states yeah um, you know I think the big advantage too is the transparency of it right? you yeah. can't launder launder you know Cryptocurrency. Well, it, it, you know, it, it you can't do some of these other things uh, that you can do with 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 regular cash.
0: Hmm. Maybe it's my vast difficulty in finding anything positive about Biden. But it, it, if he is a fan of all this, then what on earth are we doing with that new uh, six hundred dollar like uh, reporting all six hundred dollar transactions to the government? That doesn't make any sense, I mean the crypto solves that, so why on earth would that be maybe maybe I'm too uneducated yeah, I, on the particular topic, but
1: I, I think it's going to take everything's going to take time we're still stuck you know this is a massive change, and I think that you still have generations of people um, that are not ready for it yet that are i mean i am I am st- you know I mean our age is kind of the upper upper tier of it, right? That's getting into it. I mean, it's folks usually younger than us, average yeah. age is late twenties, early thirties, um, that really understand it because they're more into the computers and different things. Um, you know, right, society we're gonna it, it takes time, right? I mean, to change. I mean, look first. Look at America. Right, it's not that old, right? First of all, but then we're so used to paper money. Yeah. Right. I mean, my dad still has cash on him 24 seven. I don't even know if he has a debit card. He don't like it. God, you know, I pay all my bills automatically online. They go through it. You know, I think I write, I only, the only reason I write checks cause landlord, I never had auto banking, but you know, uh, I don't even go to, if my wife didn't used to work at a bank, I never would have went to a bank, you know, all three houses I bought online vehicles online. Um, so we're more comfortable. I think it's going to take a lot more time. Um, for everything else to catch up. I mean, heck, when you got people in Congress that have been there longer than we've been born yeah. they are alive or 30 years, right. They're entrenched in old systems, old habits, the routine. Um, it's going to take time to get these younger generations in there and, and make change. And the it's, older, it's, and it's, the older generations. Yeah, I it, mean,
0: it's, I, I feel, I understand this stuff somewhat. Um, and I I I played a lot in crypto yep. and all that last year and heard, learned a little bit about some of the buzzwords and all that. But it feels like there's a big whiplash learning oh, yeah. curve coming for a lot of people. Yeah, no, and that's why we're trying to do long. the the, yeah. the
1: vet, vet bootcamp, the vet coin uh, bootcamp series. So you go on there and these five minute videos that kind of break it down, Barney style. Ah, oh, dang
2: it! I was going to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's. And that's what we try to do is try, you know, I'm constantly on them about, Hey, let's, let's, let's simplify this. Right. We call it kind of Napoleon corporal, right. Where Napoleon would explain his battle plans to his young enlisted and said, Hey, if he understands, then my general should be able to execute him flawlessly. Yeah. Um, keep, next man up. Keep, yeah. Keep it, you know, the kiss principles, right. Yep. Keep, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and we're working through that. I mean, our, our CEO a great guy. He's brilliant. We have a lot of the guys that are brilliant. Um, but they're brilliant, right? So things that come to them very easily, the average individual, it, they don't get it. Hey, dummy. Um, <laughs> and I you know, I helped a couple individuals today that are super, super smart people. And he's like, man, I just, I, you know, it, it, it's the process. I was like, all right, first you got to do set up a MetaMask account. Then you got to make your transition. Make sure you put your account number in because that's where we got to deposit it to. Then we got that's on now MetaMask. Now we got to change it over the Polygon network. Yeah, um, and it's it's tough.
0: And Polygon is one of the cryptos, right? That's am I remembering that right? Um, I think I have Poly Poly something.
1: It's what it's it's um, Polygon. I think it's Polygon. It's one of like the networks. Kind of. so, I mean, I'm not an IT. Maybe owner. maybe, maybe. I'm,
0: po- yeah, I'm, um, I'm. I'm I'm just dis- I'm distracting us from something. It's a blockchain here. that we're in with. Yeah, I see. I the see blockchain
1: we're in with. I believe yeah. that's the way to say. It. I wish, wish I would have had our, you know, our Aaron Bazin, our president, was supposed to come with me. He's 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 a little more technical savvy than I am. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, we're getting there. You
0: know? Tell him, tell him the invitations out. We would like to hang out with him too. I was he's, looking forward to hanging out. Yeah, with he's that. a great
1: dude. Um, smart guy, and um, that's why I made him the president. We're like, hey, this is. Tag, you're it, you know, but uh, he's the right man for the right job. He's yeah. doing great stuff for. Us, so. Three three
0: Marines talking to the president of the of the <laughs> that was I you know
2: Marine. as an enlisted Marine, you're even even to this day, I've been out for 15 years. Yeah. I'm still like, oh, well, this guy's a lieutenant colonel. I got to <laughs> Yeah, I, been, I have the same thing.
0: Been, I I I I have the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's it's nice. You're just fucking laid back, and this has been a fucking awesome talk. See is <laughs> what you get.
1: Yeah, always joke, jokes. I wasn't office, always officer material. Yeah. But <laughs> if I still am,
3: well, uh, it helps. It what, helps that you can from the enlisted yeah, side. Yeah, and that's what yeah.
1: that's really what is kind of defining me in my career, right? Um, you know, what's what as a young lieutenant, you know, one of the things at base school, some of my peers hated me because uh, they put you in billet positions, right? Later, like squad, your platoon commander this. You know, I treat people just like I did when I was a squad leader, right? And they're like, man, you know, you got no tact, you know, the way you come across. And I'm like, what? I told you what to do, right? You don't do it. Like, fucking do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then my other friends, one of this one guys, uh, he called me. He said, dude, you're always an habitual line stepper. And uh, my kind of guy. And I was like, you "No, know, I, I know, I know where the line's at. I'm not afraid to push it. You know, and I, I step over it quite often, but I know when to get back crossed it. Um, he's gonna retire as a major, so I'm like, ha, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that was, another thing I wanted to point out
2: is uh, your. So you did 25, and your senior drill instructor, and then another one of your drill instructors is still fucking in. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah so they're they're getting re- sergeant major Lunsford marsent uh, sergeant major will be on retirement. He's retiring later this summer. Um, and then, uh, Sergeant Major Kramer, he's, uh, he's still up, I think he's at a four transportation commander, or, or one of the four star commands. Um, uh, but he's probably pushing 35 plus years. Wow. But, um, but yeah, it's, um.
2: We appreciate you no. fraternizing with us today. Oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that's one of the
1: cool things is once once you drop them retirement papers, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I can do whatever the hell. I, yeah. Do. Yeah. I can do. Be, 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 Shave my head, send me to Iraq. I have done that multiple times. Yeah, uh, actually, I volunteered to go back multiple times. Um oh, shit! You know, so we, but um, but yeah, no, I just try to be real. You know, don't you be are real. Um, treat people like you want to be treated. Um, I mean I can be a raging asshole at times too, which which is fine. You know, it's, it's in the
0: marine DNA.
1: Yeah, I mean we're in a field or a combat environment, that's that's game on. That's our, that's that's what we do for a living. A little more laid back and gears. Just don't
2: check if I've made my rack or not, all yeah. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um but no, my, my wife's put up with it. Um it's funny, she has like learned the sayings over twenty years of different things and talks like She'll say "say again," you know. In there, say, like swimwear, you know. She'll say, uh, "you know, eyeballs you know, click." Yeah, the uh, sweet, sh- you know, "shui shui," which is kind of like "so so" and everything. Yeah, good to go. Yeah, she'll <laughs> say it, uh, but um, but yeah, no, uh, it's. Um, yeah, no, it's just great to be hanging out with you guys and talking. I really appreciate having me.
2: I mean, yeah, absolutely. No, has been hey, awesome. we really appreciate having yeah. you. Honestly, great.
0: Well, is there any, any final things that you'd like to say about Bitcoin, or you think you when I mean, we put it out there, I yeah, think no, people understand what it is.
1: I think that, um, you know, no matter what you do, you know, what I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people just think about themselves too much. You know, I mean, think about helping others. Think of you know, we're community, we're country, we're nation, right? The, the selflessness um you know um this is ways for us to help you know if you want to help help on a nonprofit. it doesn't have to be us it can be anything all right but help our veterans they've given you know emotionally physically um you know most of us highest divorce rates in america highest family issues highest problems mental health, suicide suicide yeah um there's a lot of things that they give um and um but just be a good american at the end of the day be thankful i mean we're appreciative you know i heard a story today that uh that from a, uh, we worked a lot of foreign service, foreign services. And, you know, the uh, president or you know, our president Bazin, he was, you know, when he was a, I think he was a major, he said he was over in uh, one of the countries, Britain or England or somewhere. And they were in uniform with a couple of other, cause he worked with NATO and American was on tourist, tourist him and said, Hey, thank, uh, thank you for what you're doing. We appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. He said the other countries were like blown away. They're like, why did that person come up and say, thank you? Like no one ever does that in our country. You know, so that's the patriotism we still have in America. It, it hasn't, you know. Well, you know, just keep it cool and don't. I got, I
2: gotta say, so oh, I don't know, maybe shouldn't. But I'm from <laughs> Portland, and um, I came down here to the South. Yeah. And yeah. it was like they found out me and Jake Marines at the fair, and we had some like friends working at our, like a stall there, and like
1: everybody,
2: oh, thank you for your service, thank you for your service, thank you, oh. hey, whatever with that, however you feel about that. Yeah. But like in Portland, Oregon, that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to me, I feel. You know, I think my family. I mean, I just did what I love to do for the last twenty five years. Yeah, at yeah. their detriment and their sacrifice. Yeah, I didn't sacrifice. I, that's what I love to do. Yeah, ah, uh, I me, mean, maybe my own. Maybe body. you
2: don't think you sacrificed, but, but uh, you fucking sacrificed. But I
1: Had fun doing it. You know, never been to never had the most fun being so miserable, right? Hell yeah! Well, you got Hell to the yeah. finish
0: line, sir, yeah. and now you get to now you get to really enjoy the fruits of your labor, and uh, and you're choosing a pretty cool way to do that.
1: Yeah, we're gonna enjoy it and learn and. Have a good time and hopefully create good, good lasting friendships with you guys.
0: Fucking a, so yeah. Well, a shit, time. we'll come down to the same yeah. time. I mean, the beer
1: tastes it. good here, but it tastes real good on the. A- <laughs> I here. know that. No, hey. I've
0: been living that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah, beach, I mean, it's always better.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah,
1: there's something about it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, weird, huh? Mm-hmm. We'll have to get out on the boat
0: all together. Oh yeah, yeah, He's, yeah. he's, he's in the do boat. You, club. Do you have a boat?
1: Not right now. No, we. I, I got.
0: One. I got the boat club. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So we can, yeah, we'll meet we, just, in Tampa. we just went out last week. Okay.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm always good for fuel and beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and, and we can go uh off the dock, right right over there by your house.
0: Yeah. Uh right downtown. Yep. Tampa.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome. Fucking awesome. I. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Well, fuck it, let's go eat some chicken and drink some more beers. Well, cheers up before we get out of here.
1: Hey, sounds like a plan. 875. Seven, five. 5 thank you. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. All Have nice. a good day.